sound noises so yeah see there you go um all right so so we, should we do this I mean, all no, right no better time than the present we're not getting uh, any, yeah we're not getting any more sober how about we put that, that no nah, dude i'm i'm two beers and a glass of, and half a glass of whiskey in so all it's right. only downhill from here baby all right everybody so uh i am justin woods and this is the woods cast um i was pretty sure i was gonna fuck that up and call it the purple report but uh i did not um, I'm sure I'll do it again at some point, but, um, I'm Justin Woods and with me as always through the magic of the interwebs is, uh, Shay Woods. Uh, we've known each other since the moment he was born. I've done my best to make up for it, but you need uh, to get mad at mom about that. I, know. Me. I, know. I didn't bring me into this world. All right. So, so let's do a little recap for those of you who, uh, if you're listening to this, I have to assume that you were a listener to the purple report. I don't, I, I, I would be really surprised if you stumbled upon this now. Um, and as we talked about before, uh, it was Shay, uh, and Jay and I, and then we, um, just went to Shay and I, cause Jay didn't want to do a podcast anymore, especially not one about politics. It was kind of burning them out. Which is we, completely understandable. Oh yeah, yeah, and we, we were. I think I think we were very good at about not putting him on the spot as much as we probably could have about the fact that you know of, of the three of us he did vote for Donald Trump and we could have just thrown so much shit his way. But um, there there definitely was a lot of what the fuck, Jay, and um, yeah. So we were not so good at not being annoying drunks. Oh, we're never good at that. That was that was not going to change whether or not whether his politics were his politics or not. That wasn't going to change at all. Um, but yeah, so Jay Jay wanted to step away from the podcast, so we just made it. Shay and I, uh, we're going to. I bet you he would love it if we did it all about the Marvel uh, Cinema Universe. He loves that shit. Big fan of that. Uh, our friend Jay. Um, so we just made it. The two of us. Uh, we're going to call it the Woodscast. Um, since we decided on that name, I have been absolutely face fucked. With people telling me uh, better names, they think. Um, uh, what well, what suggestions have you gotten? I got lost in the woods. Every, see, people say that to me too, and I don't I, get it. I don't like I don't like the idea of people being lost in me. Yeah, um, that, see now yeah. the the inference is there's penetration, <laughs> and that is not part of my platform. <laughs> no, no. Now, one of them, Rachel wanted it to be the bear den with uh, mm. Shay and Justin. That sends a mixed message, <laughs> right? That's what I said. I said, you know, I we have nothing against you know the LGBTQ lifestyle, but that's not the type of, type of a podcast we're throwing out there. So a lot of people would come there and be like, "Huh, oh, these guys are just talking about video games and fucking uh, politics." When are they going to start talking about being bears? <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. No, never. Um, um, did, <laughs> now, did did Rachel mention uh, the conversation I had with her where I thought she said the beer den? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That yeah. So that I, I mean, I doubt she was confused. I doubt she listens to me much, but enough to be confused. But right. Um, no, the yeah. the beer den. I, I, I honestly, it was not until I talked to you and I was like, oh, uh, yeah. that's what that. 
it is. The the beer den would have been good, but we're not. We don't really talk about beer. We pound a no. lot of it. Um, yeah. This is probably the only podcast you're going to listen to on the interwebs that has to take an Uber home. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely not allowed to operate uh, heavy equipment or motor vehicles after we do this. Accurate. And I have not eaten since lunch. So oh, uh, I, I I got a little snack before. Since you're going to be a later, I ate something. So I'm good to go. Uh, but I no, have I, not. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, gear up, big shifter. Yeah. No, I, I've totally done that one. Like, you know, when, when it was the three of us, like, I get home, I'm like, well, I could eat something or I could just pound six beers and see how it goes, you know. And then usually I'd end up with a very hurdy head the next day. Yep, um, yep. So, oh, what's the other one I heard? The other one was um, To the Woodshed. I, uh, yeah. I get it, I guess. There's, there's a connotation we're going to beat somebody, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I, yeah, I don't know. It's Well, the other thing, I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of puns in there with our yeah. last name, I guess. Um, uh, Woodslandia. Woodslandia, that's too much. Yeah, can't well, do that. That does roll off the tongue. I, I would like to tell everybody that just doesn't respect our creative genius to fuck off, okay? That I mean, is true. Um, we took I, our I, last I, name and we slapped cast on the back of it. Yeah, but what <laughs> do we go. do? <laughs> huh? It's us. Yeah, and, and it rolls off the tongue. Woodscast. Yeah. It's... Guys, welcome to the Woodscast, everyone. I, you can't do that with any of those other names. No, no. But it's just basically going to be the Brothers Woods here, uh, shouting into the ether, Mm-mm. and uh, yeah. God help us if it, the ether shouts back, because then we're just fucked. Now, yeah. Well, you know, you know, every now and then you'll stare into the void, and the void stares back. So. Uh, how you handle it is what makes you a true success. But uh, we also will probably have a rotating cast of dummies coming on here. Oh, I don't, yeah. I've got a lot of friends with opinions that are uninformed and drink a lot as well. <laughs> I'll say they would love to come on and talk to us about it. Uh, so that, like, I, you know, there's a few people that listen to this every week. They're like, oh, I could do that. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. The entry level is <laughs> yeah. exceedingly low. <laughs> Like I was talking, um, well, we've talked, uh, we've talked about this before, Shay. Like one of the things we do on this podcast is recommend better podcasts. Yes, and act, uh, and uh, one one of them that I always lo- uh, get a tick, uh, I was tickled about is um, uh, Pod Save America, which is like probably one of the biggest uh, podcasts in the nation right now. Like right behind yep. Joe Rogan or anything. They they've got an HBO special coming up. Should be fun. I mean, it's it's just they're they're all guys that had worked in the Obama administration at one in one form or the other. And um, now they do a podcast about, you know, politics. And they call it a, a no-bullshit discussion about the current politi- politics of the day. And uh, at one, one of their shows, they're like, yeah, if you, uh, you know, you want to do a career change, get yourself a mic and then just shout opinions into it. It's what we do. It's like, yeah, there you go. I, there you go. Uh, yeah. I'm still waiting for those sponsors. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to come rolling in any minute now. Well, Miller Lite, if you're listening, we'd love for you to throw some some beers. Uh, Shay, I think, drinks, what is it, Pike Creek? Uh, well, I drink uh, 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 Pikes Creek whiskey, and uh, right now I have a lovely uh, 1554 from New Belgium Brewing. And uh, also, anyone from the farm listening, send me your dank nugs. <laughs> I need them. They need me. Uh, or Boulder Botanics, if you happen to stumble across it, you know who I am. You know how much money I spend <laughs> there. I deserve free medicine. Right. Anyway. Right. Okay, yeah. I think I think really uh, people that we don't know sending us alcohol and drugs is the um, probably a I step they call in that trafficking. Yeah, traffic, trafficking, something like that. Yeah, I call it Tuesday. Um, all right, so let's do a um, little bit of um, housekeeping here. Um, we've changed over everything to the to the Woods Cast. Uh, the Purple Report 
Um, it's not going to show up on uh, iTunes or um, what the fuck's the other one, Shay? Google Play, because I didn't want to have to pay for another R- RSS feed. So um, if you want to listen to the old episodes of the Purple Report, that'll stay up on Twitter uh, and YouTube. And of course, SoundCloud. You could go there. They're just they're just back in the in the list. So um, from here on out, all of our uh, things that you want to catch the Woodscast on will be your Twitters, your Facebook, SoundCloud. Um, I just blanked. iTunes and Google Play. Um, most of those are places Alex Jones is not allowed to do business. So <laughs> that makes me very happy. We have a more successful podcast than Alex Jones at this point. Right. Well, I mean, yes. He probably, he, there are. I want. I want to talk about uh, old Mister Jones here later, but he, he. Uh, shocked. Yeah. Huh. I'm shocked. You're going to talk about. Oh, I, 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 uh, I, I fucking love that guy. He's, he's great. If he, if he dies tomorrow, I won't miss a, a, a minute of sleep. But whatever. Um. So yeah. So you can find the old ones uh, there. Place I mentioned all the you know the woods cast will be thrown out the way we do it before. Um. Okay. So where are we today, Shay? What is today? Today is Monday. Um. October 10th. Nope. Eight. Not even Eighth? close. Damn it. I just looked at my calendar. You and me both, buddy. I know. And we still fucked it up. All right. Um, so, okay. So it's Monday, um, October 8th. Um, we are the 627th day of the Trump administration. Uh, we have 29 days until the midterm right now. Um, it's been 119 days since uh, the Trump uh, administration solved the North Korea um, crisis, and they still have all their fucking nukes. Um a uh, little bit of polling. I like to check Gallup because they throw that out there every Monday. Right now, Trump is hovering at 43% approval. Uh, 538 has him at 42.6% approval. And um, in the Gallup thing, he's never gone higher than 45 and never lower than 35. So it's just one straight fucking line with some squiggles in it as far as Gallup's concerned. And um, have you been following the 538 uh, House and Senate podcast at all? Uh. Yes and no. Um, I, I when I think I check it, but I, I don't regularly check it just because um, I don't. Know, I just don't. You know, it, it all the message seems to generally stay the same, which is the Democrats could probably take the House, the Senate maybe, but probably not. Right. Yeah. That's that's in 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 layman's terms, that's exactly what's going on here. So the House forecast from five thirty eight is seventy three point five percent chance the Democrats will take the House and the. Um, the um, Senate, I'm sorry, is 21.1% chance that the Democrats will take the Senate. And those numbers have actually gone a little bit um, in the Republicans' favor since this whole Kavanaugh kerfuffle. Um, but nothing big shift. It's just separated a little bit. Speaking of other podcasts you should be listening to, you know 538 has a podcast, right? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, they have a really great one. And um, uh, first of all, Nate Silver doesn't sound anything like Nate Silver on the podcast. Like, whenever he's on TV, he first of all, he looks like a guy that did not know he was going to be on TV. It looks like... Yeah, you star- that's, that's true. That's very accurate. <laughs> you startled him and then threw him on a set and said, talk, <gasps> talk about polls. And he's like, oh, okay, well, the model predicts. Um, yeah, but on the podcast, he's like laid back and, and he's like talks about getting getting a couple beers. Like, when he finished the model, he's like, oh, I'm going to go get drunk. I've been up for like two days. Yeah. And, um but uh, that, there was really one day that when they got the model out, they were like, so um, how many more of these elections do you have to call correctly before everybody stops giving you shit about 2016? He's like, oh, never. Like, Yeah, never. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, people will fuck with me until the day I die about that. I was like, yep. 
you know, and I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super good at math, as you know. And, um, uh, I don't. I re- statistics I remember, isn't my thing either. Like, no, but yeah. I remember looking at the model the election night and it wasn't people act like Donald Trump had no chance at all, which really wasn't true. It was like, I think it was always between like 30 and 40%, right? Which is a shot. Like that's, it wasn't that he had no chance. It's that he had like a 30 or I I feel like the last time I really looked at it, it was like around 35%. Like if this, this, and this happened, then he would win. Like, and it's more or less what happened. Right. Right. Like it was, it was never like he has no chance. Now I know a lot of people felt like he had no chance, which is a very different discussion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people were, were polling their gut, and their gut said, no fucking way. Um, they said, this guy sucks. Yeah, yeah. This guy's a tool. There's no way. Um, and and, that, and that's why I love to look at these these, these percentages and these chances, um, because, you know, just like you said, Donald Trump had like a one in three chance of, of pulling it off, and he just had to hit, you know, a certain number, a certain path of dominoes, and that was going to work out for him, and he did that. And one of the things people forget is, A, um... He didn't win the popular vote. Like, I don't give a shit what Donald Trump says and what his supporters say. Like, that's one of my big pet peeves. Like, Jay and I would always talk about optics. And Jay's like, well, it's just optics. Like, no, it's a fucking fact. Like, he did not win the popular vote. And so when you're arguing with somebody who supported Trump, they go, well, I mean, he won the popular vote. He has a mandate. Like, that's where I just fucking either unplug, walk away, and drown myself in, in my alcohol. Or I just go ballistic. Because, you know, like, why are you talking to that person then if they're not going to even, you know, even even entertain the fact that you're like, no, 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 fucking Google it. Like, on your phone that you're looking at cat pictures, just Google it, you know. But, um... I, I've never had anybody claim he, seriously claim he won the popular vote, but I would imagine the demographics of the people I've interacted with in the last two years or so are a lot different than the ones that you've dealt with. Like, I just yeah. being where I'm at, I'm less than 40 miles from Denver, so... Um, right. And so that, you know, hard swing into the blue there. I don't... Yeah, no, I've never heard anybody say that, but I'm, I, I don't doubt it. Because I yeah. know for ye- for years, months, he was saying that he had won the popular vote. It was all fake votes. I'm gonna want to make this committee, and we're gonna look into voter fraud. Oh. And it just kind of went away. They kind of went away after they found there was no fucking voter fraud. And um, uh, Chris Kobach, who is running for governor, I think he won. He won the um, Chris Kobach won the um, Republican nomination for uh, Kansas governor. Um, he's he was under. Um, contempt of court because he yanked um, something like two 200,000 people, might have been more, like 500,000, like a sizable chunk of people's voting rights away because he said they were illegally voting and all this other bullshit. And the Supreme Court was like, no, no, you, you fucking aren't allowed to do that. And they held him in contempt of court. Like, it was a big debacle. Like, he went in there and just got his ass handed to him in the Supreme Court trying to argue this stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, one, one of the things people forget, you know, since we're talking about the 2016 election, is that it was literally, people say 80, but it was set about 78,000 votes sprinkled between Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan is what did it. Yeah. But, yeah like, Donald Trump wants to go, like, he says that, like, and, and, and I, I believe we're going to have a podcast with uh, our buddy Corey Dennison about the Electoral College and all that good stuff, like, whether we should go to the popular vote or not. We need to do that here in a couple of weeks leading up to the midterm. But, um, like, he talks about going for the popular vote, and he would have fucking lost that hands down. Like, the the Democrats always run up the numbers in places like California and, you know, New York, but it doesn't, you know, you don't get any extra electoral college votes for doing that, you know? No. So, you know, the, that 80,000 80, votes that got him the electoral, 
excuse me, the electoral college votes in those three states would have just been obliterated by a popular vote. And oh yeah, no, no, definitely. I, I just I don't. I'm not gonna uh, lie here. I I don't. On the surface, I do not like the electoral college. Um, and I say that probably you know, but a because of the results it's gotten me, and b uh, I honestly don't know a ton about the history of it um and that that's kind of one of those things where like i'm hesitant to make a comment because i i honestly i you know as much as i've read about dumb shit online and how uh you know uh godzilla suits were produced very through the 70s i i couldn't tell you more about the electoral college i haven't looked into it (laughs) hey man everybody has to have the wheelhouse okay yeah um from i and i'm not an expert on the electoral college either um, some of the people that we want to rotate in through here on the podcast are going to be some of our uh, people that are purveyors of law. They probably know a little bit more about it than we do. But from what I understand, it's a holdover from um, slavery. And it's uh, some kind of jerry-rigging that was done with slavery that's stuck around to today. Most of the research I've seen about it lately have been people bitching about how people campaign. So they want to go to a... A popular vote so that people don't always just go to you know Florida, Ohio, and California or whatever, you know the states that have a larger than than um, not electoral college count, and then just ignore the West Virginians and the you know Kentuckys for the most part that have like three or six. Yeah. Um, but the but uh, like my immediate answer to that is like they'll still do that because those states still have large population centers. Like people are still going to go to Cincinnati, Ohio, and campaign because there's a lot of people in Cincinnati you don't have to go anywhere else in Ohio then you just go to Cincinnati you know and same thing with like New York you just go to New York you don't you know campaign it, it won't change much of the way people campaign because they're just looking for peoples you know they want to get asses in the seats yeah I mean I, you know and it's, that's one of those things where I, you know I wonder if like like I, I don't know man like it, it in this day and age you know things are technology so prevalent and it is so easy for a presidential candidate to throw a video on YouTube and have everyone everywhere see it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't feel like worrying about, I, I feel like geography, like where people are physically is mattering less and less. That's my point. So, oh, yeah. um, yeah. it, it's like, okay, yes, I get it. You, the president's not going to campaign in the middle of bump buck nowhere, but he doesn't have to because everybody has a smartphone and he or she can throw whatever shit they want on their website or YouTube and get the message out. Like you don't have to go to every small city in the country anymore. It's not necessary. Right. Right. And, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've listened to the wilderness by, um, John Favreau from the pod save America guys. Uh, they, they pimp that shit a lot, but I've never, I've not sat down to listen. to Yeah, it. no, it's, it's actually really good. Um, uh, for those of you who haven't listened to it, it's just John Favreau basically spelling out the story of the Democratic Party, like how it was founded, where we, how we got here, its you know fuck ups and 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 you know achievements all, along the way, and then he does he does a pretty good deep dive into things like how the party works as opposed to the uh, to the you know the the party members, and one of the things he uh they they were really bitching about was the um the campaign machine. So like like what you were just saying, Shay, like anybody can throw something up on YouTube and reach everybody. But the campaign advisors always say, Well, you gotta spend this much money on direct mailing ads and you gotta spend this much money on T V and it's usually because they make money if you spend money on mailing ads and you know, so like you have people that work in the the direct mailing industry telling you that, you know, the best way to reach people is this thing that makes me money. Yeah, and, uh, I mean 
Yeah. Uh, Justin, I can't tell you the uh, you know I'm I've, I follow politics very closely, and I cannot fucking tell you the last time I paid attention to snail mail for anything oh, for yeah. any candidate oh, yeah. other than the fucking ballot that I get to vote. Yeah, like that's oh, yeah. that's that that I don't I can't think of a single time I've been like I'd like when Obama was running his first second term I didn't look in the mail for shit from Obama. That no. was stupid. I looked online. Now now the DNC does just just fucking stuff me full of stuff because every now and then I'll send them 20 bucks or 25 bucks and so yeah. whenever you whenever you throw them some, some cabbage they will send me a, a sign you know a quote unquote signed picture of Barack Obama and Michelle but whatever you know that shit comes all the time but no I, I don't open my mail and go what do the candidates think you know that shit's t- that shit yeah so, so the, the, yeah their, their moral of the story was you need to fucking quit that shit and spend the vast majority of your campaign uh, resources on digital media which makes total sense. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we kind of got off on a tangent there. Uh, so, um, North Korea, we're having a second summit. Have you heard this? Uh, I, n- yes and no. I have not. Uh, I know there's going to be one. That's the extent of my knowledge. Okay, so so um, just, just a little recap here. Shay and I are more than tickled at the entire idea that we're having summits with North Korea and we think we're going to get anything out of it. Um, uh, this is the thirteenth time I think uh, North Korea has promised a uh, sitting president that they would denuclearize, and I mean this is something. And and st- they still have all their nukes. Um, the the new thing is is that Mike Pompeo has come back from the last you know three hour uh, meeting with Kim Jong Un, and they said that they would allow international inspectors to inspect the site where they tested the last last six nuclear detonations. But there's a big problem with that is that they've already destroyed that. Like, they blew that up a couple months ago. Yeah, I, did they blow it up? I thought it just kind of collapsed. Well, that was what was going to happen. They blew it up anyway because it was going to collapse. Like, they just, you know, nuked it in into to fucking nowhere. So, yeah. So, that was the thing. Um, Donald Trump has said that he has fallen in love with Kim Jong-un, which I think is hilarious. Oh, my God. You know, as much... God, I just... I hate to go down this road because it's such an easy road to go down and it's, it's you know, it's a low road. But can you imagine if Obama had said he'd fallen in love with Kim Jong-un? Can I you mean, hold on. imagine? Take, take a step back. Been? Take a step back. What if Barack Obama had said he'd fallen in love with a, any man? That's true. That's a good point. It would have been crazy. Like, because, like, that's right, hilarious. There is a there is a very fervent and very alive theory on the right that Michelle Obama is a man. Yep, and I've seen that. She's got a big old swinging dong, and there's some video where she walked out of a. Uh, I want to say they were in New York. Like she walked out of a brownstone in New York, and she was wearing a dress. And because of the way the light hit the dress, it looked like there was you know she was packing. And they're like, oh, there's the dick. There it is. Like, they will play that video over and over again to spot the penis. It's hilarious. So if he would have said he was in love with anybody that was visibly looked like a man, it had been over. Yeah. No, Let, they would have shit. And then if, you was, if it was a dictator and if, oh, yeah. if Obama had, I don't know, maybe printed his face on a coin with a yeah. dictator. <laughs> oh, my God. A coin where they got even his, like, triple chins correct and his weird hairstyle, maybe. That shit is creepy accurate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just for anyone uh, who doesn't know, we're, we're, Justin and I are talking about our fantastic Trump North Korea summit coins. Yeah, the one second, of the best birthday presents I've ever gotten. 
You're welcome. This the second that was released, I was like on my laptop just trying, and that that website kept crashing. Like I, think, I got problems with like giving the administration money like that, but then it's like, well, I mean, I pay taxes, so what the fuck's another twenty bucks? Yeah, it was originally like like twenty five, and they dropped it to nineteen when they when they put it on quote unquote on sale. It's like, oh, I gotta get this. It's and like a hundred now. Shit. Oh yeah, it, it spiked. It spiked totally to a hundred. And I think it's a great higher. investment. I know. Like, I mean, we've <laughs> quadrupled our money. Um, but uh, yeah, like the, the website was so shitty because so many people are trying to get that stupid fucking coin that by the time I finally got to the, I kept clicking like, you know, add to cart. Right. By the time I got to the cart, I had like 87 of those motherfuckers in my cart. And I was like, wow. Uh, That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I and do so, not need that. Yeah. And so, like, you edit it and you hit, like, update, and then you just don't touch your laptop for, like, an hour because that website was so just fucking slogged. Um, but no, Shay and I have those summon coins. Sent one to Dad. Sent one to Corey, too. I knew he'd get a kick out of it. Um, but yeah, we're going to have another meeting with this jackhole. Apparently, he's going to come to New York and just uh, get to, you know, I guess, pilot, you know, have a good old uh, Sex in the City. Uh, experience on on the uh, government dime oh man hopefully somebody in new york just just throws a cup of pee on him or something <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> like so, some real oh. like spits on him from a window <laughs> hey fuck you buddy oh you know. uh, oh i can only hope i can yep. only hope but uh yeah so that uh that just just a heads up they still have their nukes and we gave them a sit down with the uh leader of the free world so that's awesome um okay so you have not seen venom no, sir. You have not seen Venom. Um, it's awesome. It's really fun. Uh, it's it's as poorly written as you would think. Yeah. Um, I've I, read uh, I've read a lot of stuff about how like the relationship between him and the symbiote is almost like goofy or cute. And I don't. I, I mean, I'll, I'll have to see it, but I I don't know, man. I, you, yeah, you know you know how pissed off I am that I'm getting a Venom movie outside of the Spider-Man universe. Just in general, that chaps my balls. Yeah, no, and that that is a, that is something to talk about. Like, so I don't I, know if I can get past that. That's whatever. But anyway, well, I think they're gonna bring it back. Like, like I've been a fan of Venom since like '93. Like, I was walking to the comic book store. I think uh, Lethal Protector number three was either the second or third comic I ever bought. Um, I just saw this. I was walking through the comic book store, and the cover is just this blue hand on a uh, kind of armored dude, and his hand is just crushing the helmet. Like, you can see the points where his fingertips are going in. And um, just looked badass. And I remember thinking, like, oh, I don't know who that guy is, but he's fucked. And um, I needed to know who that, you know, who is attached to the blue hand, so I started reading Venom comics. And like I told you uh, earlier, like, I can explain away so many, like, things that people might be upset about in the movie, because... The Venom symbiote and Eddie Brock have taken on so many forms, like, you know, like, some people were pissed off that the the symbiote doesn't make up his clothes, like, it's inside him, it's not his clothes, where in the comic, it's always his clothes, like, it's it's literally on the outside of him. Yeah, but then isn't there some bullshit where, like, Cassidy, like, oh, yeah. you, can, you, can, you can have the symbiote DNA in you, and then yeah. it, like, comes back, I'm not, I don't care that, about yeah, those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, that was one of the things, yeah, that was one of the things, like, at some at some point in the run, Venom, who is uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Carnage, who is Venom's you know progeny, uh, bonds with uh, uh, Cassidy on a on a on, it's in his blood. The symbiote's in his blood, so they can't get it out of him. Shit like that. So yeah, but like 
the the whole not having Spider-Man around, that's a studio to studio thing. And I just have to imagine like there could have been a deal there. Like they sit down at a table, be like, listen, we own this thing, you own that thing. We're gonna make a movie. Let us put the symbol on his chest and shoot webs out of his wrists like you know the comics make him does he not have the symbol in this i assume no 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 okay because it's it's copyrighted and there's no mention of uh there's no mention of spider-man um and so like so sony correct me if i'm wrong here shay sony still has spider-man is that what's going on yeah yeah no i i don't i'm not gonna pretend to understand the logistics of of what the licensing agreement but basically marvel is allowed to produce x number of movies using the spider-man character um so i mean there is always the potential that in another movie he encounters spider-man and goes hey that's cool and like mimics him or whatever a little bit more closely i I, I don't know or maybe they're they're definitely playing up the anti-hero story side of venom more at least from the trailers that i've seen so um, it would make more sense to have him encounter spider-man take on some attributes from spider-man Kind of like a kid imitating, you know what I mean? I, I don't know, but well, the spider, um, he could throw, the, the symbiote could jump on the Spider-Man for a day and a half and come back and be like, "I like this look," you know, whatever. Cool. You yeah. Know. Um. Yeah, it's a studio to studio bullshit thing that I, I think like they should just sit down on the table, like, "Yeah, listen, we got this thing. You got this thing. Let us put the symbol on his chest and and make the the webs out of his wrist, so so everybody who has been reading it since the '90s is happy. And then we promise, you know, we'll cut you. We'll give you, you know half a percent of the profits just for letting us use this one fucking, you know, symbol. Yeah, Alex, I, I'm really going to have to read the details on that licensing we'll, agreement for Spider-Man because it confuses yeah. the hell out of me and I, it so, bugs me that I don't know. From what I understand is is one of the reasons they wanted to make Venom PG-13 and, and reading articles and stuff, apparently there's about 30 minutes of some hardcore action that um, yeah, Tom Hardy that. really liked that was cut out, and they then you know the the word on the street it was cut out so that they, it could be uh, PG-13. So, so uh, just as a little aside here, I'm hoping we get like a, a director's cut, you know, with all that shit in it in the Blu-ray or something. That'd be great. Um, but uh, but apparently the and they've already have they're already greenlit Venom two with um, you know Woody Harrelson as Carnage, and they're gonna they're looking to make that PG thirteen too, and they're wanting to fold it fold those movies in with Spider Man. So like two three movies down the road, we're gonna fold into the Spider Man universe, and we're gonna be back where we should have started. But like if you know you're gonna fucking do that, just pass around the set. Like quit being pricks about this. I, I just hope it, it's not a situation where Sony takes the Spider-Man that Marvel has built and makes some really shitty movies with it. I'm really hoping what happens is it ends up with uh, Venom and Carnage getting rolled into the Marvel Universe the way Spider-Man was rolled into it. Like, it could, because I'm That'll sorry, be like, I, I've seen the Spider-Man movies that Sony makes, and so far they've been shit. That, like, I won't turn them off just because they're on, but, yeah. No. The homecoming like, f- is, Fuck like, Amazing Spider-Man 2 right in its asshole. Um, and, uh, you know, the first Amazing Spider-Man had shit I like. Uh, you know, and I guess, was it, was, did, yeah, in, in the first three, the Raimi, Sam Raimi movies were also Sony. So those are great. The first and second one of those are solid. The second but, like, one was really good. The second one's fucking still one of the best comic book movies ever. That sequence with Spider-Man fighting Dr. Octavius on the train is badass. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, that was really and, great. But like, I, you know, I really hope it can, I, I don't know, or at least maybe, I, I just hope it doesn't screw it up because I fucking love Homecoming and I love the Spider-Man that Marvel set up. Yeah, it's a good, like, that's one of the things that always has always, like, perplexed me. Like, 
I have never been mad at any of the Spider-Mans, like the, the actors or the portrayals. Like I've never, it's like, oh, okay, so he's Spider-Man. You know, like, you know, I, I think that uh, Tom, what's his name? Um, uh, Holland, Tom Holland, I believe. Tom Holland. Uh, he is, his has, I think he's done the best job at portraying Spider-Man, but it doesn't mean that Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was just like some kind of abortion or that the other guy, I don't even know his name. Um, uh, Andrew Garfield. So my, here's my thing. But like, I wasn't physically mad at them, and a lot of people are. What is it? Like, I'm not physically mad at any of them, and like, a lot of people like have a physical disgust for like everybody except Tom Holland. And I yeah, uh, well, it's fucking super fandom on the internet. (laughs) Uh, Fucking. I have an internet connection. You're gonna hear everything I have to say about Spider-Man. Bunch of neckbeards poop socking in a basement. But anyway, um, you know, fucking no. Here's my problem: is you get you got you got you got um. Uh, you know, uh, Tobey Maguire, who is an okay but not great Spider-Man. He's kind of a decent Peter Parker. He's a little older than I'd like because I really liked the idea of Spider-Man as like a kid, but whatever. Oh, that's yeah. immaterially. And then Tom Holland is just a great, or uh, excuse me, the uh, Andrew Garfield is a great Spider-Man and a really annoying Peter Parker. He's too good looking and too cool to be Peter Parker. Um, that's why I like the new guy because he's got that perfect balance of like. He's this nerdy, awkward kid, and then his Spider-Man, the quips and stuff—they just—they're just done so well. So you know, it's just bam, bam, bam. And I—I just—I think he's the best one. He takes the best aspects of both the other ones and slams them into one actor. And the fact that he's also the youngest actor to play him too—it works in his favor, I think. Yeah, that is. No, I—I I, I really enjoyed uh, Homecoming, and um, I mean, anything you can put, um, fucking the uh, oh god, what's his name? First Batman, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton and I'm Oh, I'm, he's so good as a vulture. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, I'll fucking kill you. He just that that's spoiler. That scene at the dance where he just produces a forty five out of nowhere and yeah, that's on the scene. He's like, Let's have a talk. I was like, Oh, he's so good. And that, you know, and that actually that's one of the best reveals is when he goes to the house and opens the door and you're like, Oh shit, Spider Man's yeah. girlfriend's dad is the vulture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, can we talk uh, just for a minute about how pumped we are for Edge of the Spider-Verse? Uh, that came out of nowhere for me. And so far, looks like it's going to be better than it should be. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw uh, like a, like an early screening thing. And, and, you know, again, it was just somebody's opinion, just a blog. But basically, this guy got to see the first 30 minutes of the movie. And he said that... Uh, if what they've done with this is any indication, then they've learned their lesson from all their past flicks, the mistakes yeah. they've made. Like, it, I, it looks like it's going to be good. And I love that they're even getting Spider-Ham involved, oh, which yeah. is just asinine. Yeah. Um, and it's I can't remember who plays him, but the person playing is just a perfect person to play it. It, it's, well, it, it, look, it looks great. And, and, I, and I, how do I want to say this? How do I want to phrase this? Putting Nicolas Cage in it is fun. Gives Nicolas Cage... Uh, uh, an opportunity to just be like the weird Nicolas Cage we know he is mm-hmm. in this weird movie. Um, and so maybe he can like maybe pocket some of this money and not buy another pyramid or whatever. So he can, you know, not you know fuck up his taxes again. But yeah, like when they announced he was in it, I was like, Oh man, really? And then I heard his lines. I was like, Oh no, that's Nicolas. That, that, that's who we need in there. Yeah. Like, like, I, you know, I forget. Who wearing, does he play? He plays a uh, noir Spider-Man. Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So, um, so if you haven't seen the trailer for uh, um, Into the Spider-Verse, get, uh, check that out on, on your YouTubes and your My Feeds and your Insta, Insta Squats or whatever the hell you guys are looking at nowadays. 
and um, it's it's badass. It looks really great. Um, I was listening to um, uh, another plug for a, a better podcast, uh, Wizard and the Brucer, over there on uh, the Cave Comedy Network. All right, hell, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Wizard and the Bruiser, and they were talking about. I think it was the Superman episodes they were talking about. And um, Jake had a point. He was like, you know, at some point we really need to discuss whether or not we need to take the superhero bullshit and just make it all CG or animated. Because Into the Spider-Verse is a, is a, is a computer-generated movie entirely. It looks fantastic. And oh, it looks, it looks amazing. I mean, and honestly, I, I think the, the actual answer to that question is absolutely 100%. Now, do I want to have a more stylized animation like Into the Spider-Verse or what's a, I'm trying to give a good example. I'm something like uh, the movie was dog shit, but the animation was incredible. The Warcraft movie, the World of Warcraft movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like something that, that, that is realistically styled, but, but still animated. Um, I think is, I mean, just, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, most of Avenger is CG anyway. Like it's based, if you watch that movie, it's so colorful oh, yeah. and it's so animated with effects. It's basically an animated movie. It's yeah. like almost. Well, uh, you know, remember, remember like back in the day, um, not Ghost in the Shell. That's not right. Um, oh, damn it. It was an entirely CG movie. Final Fantasy, the Spirits Within? Yes, thank you. Thank yeah, that you. was. That was a bit. That was one of the first real big ones where they were going for like realistic humans instead right. of stylized like pixels. And I, I thought that looked fine. Some people were like, "Oh, it looks too real" or whatever. Like, well, what the fuck you mean? Like, yeah. Well, like, if you go back and watch it now, it looks like dog shit. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it was it was it was actually wasn't even really a great movie. It was just no. Oh, it was horrible movies. It was just it was just amazing. It looked amazing. Um, but no, no, the stylized animation of Into the Spider Verse looks great. Um. Are you, the World of Warcraft movie? Are you t- World of Warcraft. There was a movie. That's how bad it was, Justin. You didn't know it came in. Oh, no, no, no. Are you talking Warcraft with, like, the, the ogres and shit? Yes, World of Warcraft. That wasn't animated. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. That there was were people CGI. in that movie. No, but it was, it was, it was like... It was just like oh, Avengers. Like there were people acting. No, it was the, it, no. That was it was there was a lot of motion cap and animation overlay, um, and 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 things like that. Like there's a it was not like a standard like person on a screen thing. There, was, that's there how, were actors that's how on the screen. No. no, it was it was it was motion capture and I'm, CG I'm, overlay. I, I, I'm calling bullshit on that. I no. I mean, let's look it up right now. Let's see here. Everybody, listen to the loudest keyboard in the continent of the United States. Let's see here. They're just actors. Well, yeah, I'm not saying there's not actors, but this was not like a um, this was not a movie that was like a standard film, like not a set. It wasn't like you had people on a set. Um, it was like 90% animated with uh, a lot of. Well, uh, then that's of- Avengers. Like you're you're splitting hairs that- here. No, I'm not. You're 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 disagreeing with me. I'm saying this is exactly what you need. That's why it needs to look like that. Like if you take a look at the ogres in the Warcraft movie, it's 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 it looks so good. There's no reason to not just do this style with. Oh, okay, okay, I, I get you, I get you. Yeah, no, like I, I I would consider Warcraft like basically Avengers four, except a lot shittier. Like it's just all CG and green screens and you know. 
Like, I think the whatever ground the actor is standing on is the only thing that's actually real that's fucking shot yeah. in the scene. I mean, that, yeah. and that's that's kind of, uh, you know, where we're headed with a lot of stuff because there are, uh, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of patents in the pipe for, uh, you know, fully uh, CG actors. And I mean, that's even something that's, there's, there's some movie um, that deals with that where it's about a woman who sells her likeness to a company to use it as a CG actress and they do whatever they want with it. And you can't tell the difference between the actress and the effect. Like there's no difference and it's, it's going to get there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that's cool. We're, we're looking forward to that into the spider verse. It's going to be fun. Um, have you heard, uh, Todd McFarlane just, 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 just into comic books right now. Um, talking about his new spawn reboot. Uh, I hear that. I hear it every couple of uh, you know, years. Every, every couple of years, he's talking about his new it's spawn decade. reboot. He's been talking about decades now. Yeah, and the last thing, it was kind of like that. You know, that was the road he took to get his first Spawn movie made. And uh, the last I heard, it was going to be this thing where like Spawn wasn't something you actually saw, more as like was a force, a force in the background and in the shadows. Um, and it wasn't. It wouldn't be like your typical like following Spawn as a character thing. Um, you would be following something else and you'd see spawn doing things in the background that were lit. I, 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 it sounded really stupid to be honest with you. I think that's ridiculous, but, um, I don't know where it's at now. Um, well, he, he, he's, uh, he talked at comic con and he says that he is, uh, the reboot is going to be scary. It's going to be R rated. He wants it to make kids cry. Um, if yeah, he Todd wants to make kids... says a lot of shit. Oh my God. One of the best quotes I've ever heard was on that Wizard and Bruiser was they described Todd McFarlane's accent as Jersey Canadian. Yep, that's fun. Uh, I've watched a lot of interviews <laughs> with him, and and I I could never that that was that's a pretty accurate description. Yeah, and uh, but uh, if he, he wants to make kids cry, he should have them watch the 1997 uh, movie Spawn because that was fucking brutal. Yeah, um, it's it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. I, but, I will say this to this day. <laughs> I, Fucking love uh, 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 John Leguizamo is the clown. <laughs> He's it's great. I love. He it. went he went all in. Like he yeah, didn't was like so he wasn't fun. like wait a minute. So I'm gonna play this demonic clown that is really a demon called the Violator, but to interact with humans, I am this three foot tall obese clown. All right, I'm in. You know, he just like yeah, fucking ran with it. That movie is so. <clears throat> so ridiculous and there's oh. there's stuff about it i like like even the scene where he turns into the violator and there's the big you know physical puppet of the violator there that smacks spawn and knocks him off the building it's pretty interesting um but for every neat shot like that there's about 100 shots like the end where he's facing off in hell and it's some of the worst cg shit you've ever seen like even by the standards of when it came out in like 97 or 98 i remember oh, yeah. in theaters thinking that like doesn't look good like PlayStation would have been like, yeah, me? yeah, it looked like a PlayStation cutscene. That, that, I think that's what, yeah, it wasn't great, but hopefully the new one's yeah. good. Well, and he's lined up some really good actors for the new one. Um, his whole premise, like you said, is that uh, Spawn will be a force that they can't interact, like they they can't physically, like I don't want to say physically deal with, like they don't in, they don't like talk to Spawn and like, hey, quit doing that. Like Spawn is a force. Um, the way McFarlane describes it is like Jaws. Ugh. <sighs> And I, like, I'm with you. I don't know if I like that because Spawn is yeah. a character, though. Like yeah. it's a dude. He's got like the, the you know vices and problems and sweet well, chains that shoot out and do shit. I don't know. Well, and and the thing is, is like, is you know, and and, and again, full disclosure, I'm a huge uh, 
fan of Spawn. I have collected all of the Spawns that have been released since 1992. Like, it's, it's awesome. Like, I love the character. I have all of them. I have boxes and boxes of fucking Spawn comics in the basement. Um, you could do that story, and you could do it well. All you have to do is look to The Crow, which was released about the same time as the Spawn movie. Like, yeah, I could that's see a, that. That's a revenge story that was told beautifully with an um, amazing actor. Um, you just have to tweak it a little bit. And, I mean, you just do that. Just don't go fucking, you know, don't just go tits up and make Spawn Jaws or something. Like, I mean, if he puts a fin on his head, I'll just, I think I'll cry. I think I'll cry. I just, I, I just, I don't know. I, we'll see, we'll have to see. And I, I guess, um, I don't remember how much involvement he, McFarlane had with the first one. Um, he, no, he didn't direct it. No, no, but I, I, I guess my point is, is I've already had one Spawn movie and it wasn't very good. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the, the, the MCU wow. is pretty all right these days. So a Spawn movie is really going to have to knock it out of the park. Um, and that, that's not going to be something that, you know, I'm going to be comparing it to every other comic movie that's come out since the first Spawn movie. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be rough. We'll, we'll just see where it goes again. Todd McFarlane has been talking about this since 1998. Yeah. Um, he's n- nothing's fucking come of it. So, um, uh, speaking oh, there's of that movies, cool scene where his cape covers the motorcycle. Anyway, go ahead. Well, there's there's a lot of really good scenes, where, like where you're standing on top of the you know the cross on top of the, the church and the and the entire the capes yeah. just like fucking floating everywhere. I mean, they they took a lot of images from the comic and made them right there on the screen, but then the just a inst- good movie. <laughs> yeah, the instant before and the instant after that, you're like, good god damn, this is horrible. Yeah, you know, like they introduced Angela, you know the the angel uh, you know spawn hunter. Um, like she walks through a scene, they don't fucking do anything with that at all, you know. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Um, I mean, we could bust on the '97 Spawn all day long. Um, speaking of old movies that are awesome, though, uh, Shay and I have uh, since we uh, last record recorded a Purple Report, we saw the uh, Transformers in theaters for the first time. Oh man, that was <coughs> so much fun. Oh. Um. It's it's a little weird that it's the original cut without the yeah. restored anime. Like that's a little strange because we had talked about this, Justin. But you know, uh, the, for those who I don't know are dead on the inside and have never seen this movie, uh, it's um there's there's some remastered cuts that look fucking incredible. And right. uh, the cut that was shown in theaters was the original version, which is fine for authenticity, but it's got some really weird shit going on with the animation in certain spots, and it's really noticeable. And I wasn't sure which cut it was until like. I can't. There's one specific scene where something on like Rodimus's prime chassis like just kind of flicks from one side to the other and back. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, that yeah. was bad. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there, but, there, there are some some sequences where the timing of the animation will speed up then slow down. Like, like, like one one of the one of the sequences I remember is like uh, Unicron's like eating a, a moon or something, and like his little his maw like opens, then shuts real quick. And then opens and like shuts a little bit slower. Then open like there's just this yeah. perky jerky motion to the to the animation. Now it's all like vibrant and colorful as fuck. I I had forgotten how colorful that movie was. Yeah, it's the animation in uh, the 1996. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 1986. Uh, Transformers the movie is is really great. And that in, that of, entire intro sequence where uh, Unicron uh, eats that planet is just cool. 
Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's so cool. And then you know you've got this really a very very elaborately animated sequence um, where he eats this planet and then like his little ring on the outside powers up and he floats. And after all the drama, it's just dead silence as he floats into space. And then that badass hair metal cover oh, yeah. scene kicks in. It's so oh, yeah. good. Yeah, there's this there's this strange like whenever Unicron's powered up, it's just this strange like. Whoa! Sound and like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just like he opens his maw and shoots out light and goes whoa! And then like Shay was saying, like his the outer rings of his of his of his planet mode light up because he's fully charged. And then it's just like just dead space. And then you're like, Transformers! It's so good. Oh yeah, I was so hammered. It's just so much fun. Um, you know, still a tearjerker to watch Optimus die. Uh, but spoilers, I think he comes, I was he six. come back in like season three of the show or some shit. Yeah. Oh, he comes back twice. He yeah, comes back twice. season three, they put him back to death, and then he comes back later and like flies the Ark into the into a fucking um, the um, uh, Quintesson base or whatever. Um, yeah, all of you kids out there listening, uh, I hope you're not listening because I've said fuck about 14 times already. Um uh, this is listed as explicit, so that's bad parenting on whoever let you listen to this. That's true. FYI. Yeah. Um, Blame the parents, not the media. Yeah. Um, if you're out there complaining, and I've already said this to one kid that's like 10. If you're out there complaining at the, that the end of Infinity War like bums you out, fuck right the fuck off. Because <laughs> I was six. I was six, and I had to watch Optimus Prime die. So y'all just buck up, buttercups, because... I don't give a shit. And here's the thing, like, anyone who's into the Infinity, you know, Avengers and Marvel Universe, you know, even that pays half attention to the shit, knew a bunch of people were going to get the get the axe at the end of Infinity War. That's the point. Yeah. You know, uh, and if you know, but you know, and I, I, you know, I didn't see the Transformers '86 version until I was much older, so it didn't really matter. But um, my understanding was when that happened originally in theaters, people were caught the fuck off guard. Oh yeah, nobody expected that, and that that uh, I know Peter Cullen said specifically when he would run into fans in the uh, he he would get like yelled at by parents that recognized his voice because you know they killed Optimus Prime and they had this inconsolable fight. Oh yeah. Old. Yeah, people are apparently riding into um, uh, the I would believe it was Marvel at the time that owned the comics and was, was you know riding into the the production companies and be like, "You broke my kid." Yeah, what are you doing? And it's like, yeah, and uh, well, and the companies had their own reasons. Like they had to kill off the season two uh, toy line so they could release new fucking yeah. toys. Dude, the uh, Prime toys pretty sweet. It is pretty badass. All right, well, we spent like almost an hour talking about fucking comics and Transformers. Um... Let's talk about some serious shit. As serious as Alex Jones ever gets. Uh, Alex Jones, we talked about this before, but Alex Jones has been uh, cut off from PayPal. And that's hilarious. <laughs> I, somebody had told me now... Hey, Shay, wait a minute. Do you, do you have a PayPal account? I sure do. I have one. Yeah. So guess what? Yeah, that's great. one more thing we're allowed to do that Alex Jones isn't. Fantastic. We'll Look put it that. on the board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that you, That was me Alex putting Jones. a thumbtack on in the board. Hey. The board is metaphorical but in my head it's it's a i write it down and i put a thumbtack on a cork board and it goes okay this is this is an audio medium shay so they can't see you making your your i need i need you to take the journey with me justin (laughs) all right i'm there i'm there we're going all right we're going all right anyway go ahead all right so alex jones is gonna sue paypal now now alex jones talks about suing a lot of people that's true 
He gets yeah, sued he... a lot too. <laughs> well, he's, he's pretty kind of, good. He... <laughs> lawsuits both ways. Well, I, I think it's actually one way because uh, Alex Jones is being sued for those of you who haven't been keeping up by the Santa Hook parents for a shite ton of money, and he is likely going to lose that lawsuit. Um, because uh, everywhere I look, people are like, "Yeah, he's fucked." Um, because he said the things he said on you know his his radio show and his and his uh, you know internet TV program or whatever, and then said he didn't say those things. But that's already out there in the ether, much like the words I'm saying right now that I can't take back. That's true. And people are showing them to him and saying, fuck you, give me money. Yeah. Um, so, but basically he's used that for the last, I would say, six, it, that lawsuit was about six months ago or whatever. For the last six or eight months, he's used that as a reason to say, give me money. Money me now. Money. Money, money, because, money. Yeah. Tactical but, baths. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, somebody take some brain boost and buy a thing of butt wipes that are bulletproof and money me now so that he can fight the globalist and defend himself from all these lawsuits. Um, PayPal cutting him off is, you know, totally PayPal's prerogative. Um, he is actually suing PayPal. Like, this has been reported in a lot of different things. He's trying to make a point that PayPal has um, discriminated against him based on his political point of view. And... I mean, and again, that again, it, it comes back to I, I don't, you know, PayPal is not a fucking, and th this will be interesting to see how this um, rolls out because I just want to throw this out there. Um, I fucking hate PayPal. I have to use it on a day to day basis at my job, and it has one of the worst goddamn interfaces I have ever oh, had it's to horrible. experience. It's horrible. Every six months, they add clicks to do things that took a click a month ago. It's it's fucking infuriating. So fuck PayPal. Anyway, that withstanding, it's the same thing. It's not a bank. It's not a federally regulated bank. It's a private network. Like, I don't know what argument he has that they discriminated against him because he doesn't have a constitutional right to PayPal. No. Like, and, and if they just decide they don't want to do business with him, they don't have to do business with him. Like, literally on a daily basis, there are people in my company that I deal with that violate some terms you know even if something as stupid as you know customer calls in they're angry they yell at you they threaten you you lock their account then they can't use your website anymore because they violated the terms of service like it's no different than that it's a much larger scale right. um you know and i get it it directly affects his business but i imagine the lawsuit is just to keep his name in the headlines like i i, I don't know what he specifically did that made paypal say we're done doing business with you but my understanding is if if it's up to the company to decide the terms of service. So if they don't want you in there, you can go fuck yourself. Well, yeah. And, and I, I totally agree. Shay. Like one PayPal is horrible. Um, like I use it, I use it just to keep my, uh, you know, my financial information out of the mouths of certain websites where I buy stupid shit late at night while I'm drinking. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they have added about 11 clicks that aren't needed there. And, but, yeah, and, and I think you're I think you're really you really got a good point there where Alex Jones is trying to keep his name in headlines because he stated publicly that he thinks he'll lose this lawsuit. He just wants to make a point of, you know, calling PayPal on the carpet for what they've done to him. Yeah, and I'm like, I mean, well, there's a long running uh, thread amongst the like Alex Jones Breitbart, <laughs> and I understand that Wikipedia is not allowing Breitbart as a source anymore. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard that. Uh, that's fun. That's fucking hilarious if it's true. That's fun, yeah. I could probably Google it, but I'm not gonna. Um, 
the idea that you know the 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 conservative voice is being silenced on the internet by some left wing propaganda machine. It, it, this that that's nothing new. And I mean, Alex Jones has talked about that on his show before, and that's oh, yeah. that, that's how this is getting spun for him and all the dipshits that listen to him. Well, I mean, they're they're um, you know they're chieftain in, in in idiocy. You know, Donald Trump has made a an entire administration out of playing the victim, like. I don't know how the Republican Party can now control the Supreme Court, uh, both houses of Congress, and the White House, and go, we are so under attack. Like, what in the fuck are you talking about? You know, it's just, it's just, it's monetizing and weaponizing victimhood, uh, monetizing it in, in Alex Jones's case, um, you know, weaponizing it in the, the in the Trump administration's case and, and, and you know, outreaching parts like that. Um, I, I'm going to send you an article. I didn't want to send it to you today because I didn't think you'd have time to read it. I want to talk about it next time. Maybe Dave wants to talk about it when we talk, uh, you know, next week. Yeah. But there's a really great um, article in The Guardian about how YouTube, like, everybody talks about who's getting kicked off Twitter, but twi- nobody gives a shit about Twitter. It's who's, like, on YouTube and spreading their, you know, right-wing bullshit, and they made a heat map of, like, all these really crazy right-wing talkers on YouTube that all link to each other and share each other's shit. Like, there's this, there's this really weird network, you know, of, of just, just asshats, I would say, sharing just conspiracy theories and, and, and far, far right theories. And they, they, uh, the Guardian made a heat map and it's, fa- it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And, and one of the fascinating things was a lot of people that were on that heat map when it was released were pissed. Yeah, they're like they're like, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? Um, you know, you know, lumping me in with this uh, the same in the same uh, group as uh, Sticks Hex and Hammer Six Six Six. I'm like, well, you shared like eighty of his videos. You know, like what the fuck? Like, oh, so much fun. I I could li- I, I I literally can and have lost entire days just like going down that rabbit hole and like, wait wait a minute, like you guys think you uh, know the news? Like this, uh, sticks hex and hammer, uh, six six six. He does his uh, YouTube videos shirtless. He he's shirtless. He wears a leather jacket, and then he talks and he gives you uh, you know really salient points like Mueller has nothing on Trump. Everybody knows that. Like wait, wait uh, no no actually n- nobody nobody knows that because the investigation's not over yet, and I'm sure as fuck sure they didn't talk to you. And uh, uh, that bugs the hell out of me on yeah. but on either side when when you know I see something on MSNBC or CNN about how Trump's you know he's finally in the vice or you know something on Fox News about how well this is this is a, this is a witch hunt and you know oh, I, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. it pisses me off because oh no, and and and, I, and that's why it makes me so mad that no n- nobody knows nobody knows the only the yeah. only shit you know is what has been on that like the the I, I feel like it, it's probably when all the shit finally hits the light it's going to be. Um, very, very interesting and crazy, but probably not in any of the ways anyone thinks. Oh, it'll, like, it'll be mundane as fuck. It, it, what is it? It'll be mundane as fuck. It'll just yeah. Be... It's going to be a bunch of financial crime bullshit, right. and it. But it, but it's going to be it's going to go in a whole different direction. Like you know, and it's it just I, I can't stand the idea that these people. Are like, well, you know, we we everybody knows that. No, they don't. Shut up. Nobody no, knows. Yeah, what, yeah. You know. Well, one 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 of the things. Um, I, I want to say before we move on to financial crimes is like I watched like I want to say eight or nine of this guy's videos and it was just it's just him talking straight out of his ass like 
Shay, you and I are talking straight out of our asses, but we are not trying to sound like the um, experts on anything. No, you know? no, 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 yeah. no. Um, we are we are legitimately not the experts on anything at all. And the sticks sticks. Hold on, sticks hex and hammer, six 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 guy. Like he just keeps like he just keeps talking about things that are, he apparently knows that are common knowledge. Whatever, he's full of shit. And so I comment, I'm like, why in the fuck? And he's got like. I think I shared this with you, like his his Patreon, Patreon, his Patreon page, which he pronounces Patreon, no. cock, you cock, so, oh, you cock, cock-faced bastard, Patreon, really? Um, it's Patreon. It's Patreon. It's Thank you, I just want that Patreon. out there, because I've, yeah. I've heard other people use that, 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 say it that way, and, uh, uh, it, uh, it, it makes me want to slap people. Yeah, so... This little uh, long-haired, uh, nearsighted shit, shit stack is going Patreon, and um, he makes uh, about five and a half thousand dollars a month off off Patreon. And um, so I had comment. I was like, "Why in the fuck are all you people listening to this jackass?" And they're like, "And one guy's like, same reason you are, bud." I'm like, "Uh, no, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm here to just gawk at you people in this crazy fishbowl or whatever." But but I got to do the. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, whatever." You're here for um, you're here for the same reason. I was like, why are you re? I got to do that one on on you know the Google on the uh, YouTube uh, comments, and so that that made my entire goddamn day. Uh, I, I, that's just not how you say it. Sorry, that's all I can say yeah. about. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. And, and um uh, well, hold on. I mean, we got time. Well, we don't have anywhere to go. Um. But before we move on, um, yeah, it's it's just uh, here I got it right here. Give me a second to change my settings here so I can share uh, screen and sound. Ooh. All right, here we go. This this is uh, sticks and hex and hammer. I don't know if this works as well as you think it does. Right, Let's see, though. I'm at... Oh, there it goes. All right, so let me start this over. Let me start this over so Shay's not talking over it. It's very faint, but... Oh, that's because I, I muted it. It is also muted now. Oh, yeah. Turn that shit up, dog. I'm trying. Focus. <laughs> Focus. Oh, no. What happened? There we go. Now listen to this dick, dick hole. I'm happy to announce the beginning of the days of Sticks Hex and Hammer 666 on Patreon. For those who don't know, oh, fuck you! Platform in which you can give patronage to various people on YouTube and also elsewhere. There are For those of you that can't see this because it's a podcast, we've got a very lanky, skinny guy with glasses, long hair, and a goatee wearing a leather jacket and no shirt in apparently his uh, fucking sunroom. Oh, see, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it looks to be a sunroom. What? What is, uh, yeah, he's, man, he's, I can't, I can't handle that, that the way he says that, even the, yeah, no, nah. Yeah, fuck that guy. It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, so we'll stop sharing sound and we'll stop sharing my screens. Um, uh, every yeah. time you share your screen, I'm hoping I catch sight of something weird. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just me, just hanging dong. 
Yeah, oh, no, I don't need to see that. I'm, I'm thinking like more of like, you know, it's like, oh, Justin, what's this checks with Dick side over here? Yeah. Hey, hey. Half from Alex Jones. Leave me alone. Hey, don't, don't, uh, don't kink shame me. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Um, let's take a quick break. And then I want to talk about, we were talking about financial crimes. We'll wrap up with how we know that Donald Trump is totally a self-made man right now. Oh, he's so self-made. And we're back. Down the ice here. What the fuck am I hearing? Got a little cooler right here. Oh. I was going to say, and we're back. And then I just hear a bunch of fucking chaos. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. Um, so <sighs> let's talk, uh, well, first of all, one of the reasons this podcast isn't allowed to, um, operate a motor vehicle, cause I'm on my second picture of beer. Chase had, I don't know how many beers out of this loud ass. Oh, cooler. wait, are we recording? Oh yeah. Oh shit. Sweet. All right, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. See how professional we are, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, yeah, this, so we just pound drinks and tell you, and just tell you what we think. Um, so we were talking about how Trump is a, a self-made man. And Shay had mentioned that what we think is really going to happen with this Mueller report and all the other things that come out. It's just going to be a lot of mundane uh, financial crimes and fraud and shit like that. Well, about four days ago, the New York Times released a in-depth report that they worked on for over 18 months that says just that. And basically what it does is it obliterates the idea that Trump got a $1 million loan from his father that he paid back and then built a $10 billion um, real estate empire out of it. There are so many lies in the sentence I just said, I, I can't even keep track. I mean, it's, it, I mean and this, here's the thing, man. I, anybody that has the most basic critical thinking skills fucking when Donald Trump says, well, I just got a small loan and all, you know it's bullshit. You, you just know, you know, it's bullshit. Um, but it's not one of those things you ever really expect to get the truth behind. Right. Um, and, and it, and it's hilarious because my understanding was this was literally just a guy who handled accounting for Fred Trump, which is Donald's father died. And somebody found all this shit in a basement. Right. Like just, just printed records of all this shit. And they've spent the last 18 months digging through it and figuring out how, like, I mean, this stuff is so, I mean, it's like, and I, you know, it's just so funny. Cause like one of the things was like, apparently Fred Trump had all of his kids listed as his landlord. So he right. would pay his kids. Like, and, and it's not that that, and it's like, okay, great. You took care of your family. The issue is, is if you listen to Donald Trump talk about it, you'd think he did this shit all on his own. But that guy has had everything fucking spoon fed to him since the time he was able to walk his entire life. He's had everything handed to him and the idea that he is you know the blue collar billionaire the everyman billionaire he made his own fortune is fucking infuriating right well and, and one of the, the one of the reasons that we we want to talk about this and, and shay and i are, are are kind of agitated is that probably if you're like us out there in in, in podcast land and, and you're a liberal democrat or whatever you want to call yourself if you're you're left of center You've probably had a conversation with somebody in the last year and a half where they go, well, yeah, but he's an awesome businessman. He's a successful businessman. He's made $10 billion, um, which I, I really have to say I, I take way too much pleasure every time Forbes downgrades his net worth like $600 million or whatever, but it's funny. Um, so what Shay's saying is, is right. Like, 
the New York Times um, from I mean it's a was well, like a twenty seven page uh, um, oh article. yeah it's, it's huge it's, it's, it's it, the article is huge they did so much research on this it's it's something like five like five thousand six hundred words or some something some nonsense like that and um and and one of the things that pops up like Shea says is that. Um, Fred Trump, from an early age, has funneled funds. If you haven't, if, you know, just as a recap for those of you who haven't been paying attention to the news, which actually, Schaefer, a, a good point we should should mention is this got buried. This has been out for about four days, and this got buried real hard because of the Kavanaugh debate uh, yeah. and yeah, the Kavanaugh that, that nomination. Is, I have to question. I think it was a dumb idea to release this information during the Kavanaugh hearings. Because there was no fucking way it wasn't going to get buried by it, well, and it, it's so important to know because it just it's it's all you can't say it's not true because there's all this evidence yeah. that he's full of shit and yeah. he's a huckster and he's lied to people. I know people who voted for him based solely on the fact that they think he's a successful like yeah he tra- he built this big empire all by himself. He's who we need in charge of the country. And and the fact that that's not true should be important, but it's gotten buried because of Kavanaugh. I really wish the Times had waited to release that, but well, the other I, issue is it looks real partisan if you wait until a couple of weeks before the election. Right, right, right. And and a lot of people, you know, of course, the joke going around the interwebs now is like, "Way to go, New York Times. We could have used this shit in 2016." But, yeah. But the the main main thrust, and Shay, you already said, is that. Um, they they got this research. They they dug through these papers because a uh, I, I want to say it was a family member of the Trump uh, family, um, like a, a, some one of the relatives had passed away and left just trunks full of these files in his basement. And the New York Times got a hold of them. Now um, the other thing is that the the Trump um, company, whatever the fuck you want to call it, Trump Inc. Is, is a real estate company and those are public records you can't buy or sell a property without going through the state of you know the state of whatever state you're in right so so whenever you transfer a deed or those the, those are public filings so if you have the time and the wherewithal you can find this shit out but finding that that treasure trove of, of um, you know tax returns of Fred Trump I think that's what was in a lot of the, that trunk that you're describing was a lot of Fred Trump's tax returns from years back back in the 90s. And, you know, yeah, that that's that took time. Like, I don't know if the New York Times, I don't know if this guy, uh, who um, I have to read the article again, I forget the guy's name, but I don't know if that person had passed away at the time, you know, like before 2016. Like, everybody wants to bust on um, New York Times for not doing this in 2016, but, like, that information might not have been available then, you know? So It wasn't. I mean, yeah. And if it was, you know that that and I it think took that's eighteen what, months for them to put it together. Like goddamn. Yeah, and and also like that's one of the things I love about the length of it. Like you can't, I, I you know it. At least from what I as a reader have access to, it looks like a really well researched oh, article, yeah, and it yeah. looks like they know exactly what they're talking about. Um, and and, and, and none of it's surprising. And to to throw a defense out for the New York Times, Shay, I think they released it. The Thursday, like they were planning to release this on the Thursday before the Kavanaugh um, Ford, um, you know, depositions hearing, whatever you want to call that, 
without knowledge that that was going to happen. Like that was yeah. scheduled. Yeah, that was scheduled. Like that's a good point. Like like that the, the that hearing was scheduled the Friday before or whatever the fuck was going on, right? You know. So, you know, the, I don't think the New York Times could have been like, well, we should, we should schedule around this hearing because they didn't know about it. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, um, so this dropped and got fucking buried by Ka- the Kavanaugh nomination. But it basically says that from an early age, like Shay was saying, that Fred Trump funneled money to his children. Now, let's just say that's not wrong. Like, giving money to your kids is fine. Excuse me while I hiccup into the microphone. Um, Delicious. I know. That's good radio, ladies and gentlemen. It adds texture to the podcast. Yeah. Um, What is illegal is uh, not reporting said uh, funneling of said monies to the IRS. (laughs) So... What what came out of this art with this article was a vast enterprise of fraud and tax evasion that was used to funnel money from Fred Trump to his children without having to pay taxes on. Um, the vast majority of this was done, as Shay was saying, is to make the children landlords of certain properties, uh, managers of certain things. Um, the, the, the reporting is, is that at age three, Donald Trump was worth $200,000. Um, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. At age eight, he was a millionaire. You, 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 part of me really respects it because this was back in the day. This, this is not, you know, um, now like this is old school playing the government. Like this, this, that, that shit. I like, I kind of, I kind of like the more I read about Fred Trump, like there's things about the man. I'm like, okay, that's all right. But your son. He's not as smart well, as you. Like, like I was saying, there's a difference between taking money from your parents, which we've all done. Like, I will, I will, I will fess up. I very, I very openly went to mom and dad. Like, the first year I was living in my own apartment, I was like, "Hey, can I have a hundred dollars?" They're like, "Why?" It's like, "Well, because I made a three and eight in my checkbook, and now I'm fucked." Yep. And they're like, "Oh yeah, here you go." And, like, that got me to all my paycheck and I could pay him back. Like, you know, I made a clerical mistake. But what was going on here was... I have never filled out a checkbook in yeah. my life. Well, there you go. But what was your... was... You're solving your shit with an abacus over there. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> click, 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 clack, clack, clack. Um, but, yeah, so so what was going on here was Fred Trump was putting all kinds of shit in his kid's name. And, and transferring wealth to your children is fine. But he was bypassing federal and state taxes which is illegal um and and one of the things uh, apparently one of the things they did the most and shay you were talking about how this is you you kind of respect fred trump and and we we've gone back and forth about this respect's not the right word but like i appreciate the old-timey hucksterness of it let's put it that way let's put it down I, i see what you're doing uh, and and, and, ah, buddy. and oh, yeah. This guy. yeah yeah but but one of the things that we and we've gone back and forth on the facey spaces in the my books about how like his supporters will say well this is awesome because he's gotten it over on the government he's such a great businessman fred trump and donald trump that he's gotten it over on the government he's he's just that much of a business genius this isn't genius this is just straight up lying yeah. one of the things they would do the most of is to devalue properties that they would transfer from person, you know, from Fred that Trump. So shady. Yeah, devalue a property and transfer it from Fred Trump to the kids, uh, the children. 
Um, and I, I honestly, I know, I know Donald Trump has a sister. I know he has a brother. I couldn't give you the names off the top of my head because it's just like they don't even fucking exist in the the modern media. It's it's hilarious. That tells um, me they're probably smarter than he is. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like keep my name. Like, honestly, I, like they're probably. I, I mean, maybe after the after we're done, I'm gonna start looking into. It, but I would not be shocked to find out that Donald Trump's brothers and sisters are wealthier and smarter than he is because they stay out of the spotlight. Well, his his. Or sister, they could all be monsters. Well, his his sister, I know, is a is a retired. I mean, she's still a federal judge, but she doesn't hear. Oh, cases. that's right. She's got she's that a, crazy hair. Yeah, she, yeah. She looks like they she look looks like, like Tim Burton characters. Yeah, basically. His brother, I have never seen a picture of, so I don't know. And he's kept his, you know, he's kept he's told everybody to keep their his name out their mouth. Um, but uh, yeah. So the transfer of these properties to the kids was like, I mean. Real estate is a dodgy thing because you know Shay. If you're if you're a um, 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 an appraiser, and I'm an appraiser, we can look at the same building and you could say it's worth four hundred fifty million dollars. I could say it's worth five hundred fifty million dollars. So on the tax tax returns, they say, well, let's just say five hundred million dollars. And the federal government knows that these are kind of wishy washy things. So they let it go. But what the Trump um, I'm sorry, what Fred Trump was doing was like a ninety. To ninety-five percent reduction in uh, the values of these properties on their taxes, and then they would sell them for some, you know, this exorbitant amount. And that's that's how they got caught several times. Is that one they would they would list a property on their taxes, transfer it to you know Donald Trump, his sister, or something like that for a fraction of, and they would pay the fraction of the taxes that would be needed to you know the fifty-five percent taxes were back in in the nineties would be what you would pay to transfer that to a sibling. Or you know somebody in your family, and they would they would transfer it for a fraction of that because they said it was you know worth five or six percent of what it was really worth, and then later they would sell it for you know an exorbitant amount of money compared to what they just transferred it for, and the federal government's like the fuck what are you doing, and they they got burned a couple times. Um, apparently there were over two hundred and fifty different streams of income coming to Donald Trump. Um, in his 40s and 50s, he was making four or five million dollars off his father's companies. Like, you know, just just a grandfather into this this money he was making when he was three and eight. Um, my favorite is the uh, the poker chip uh, loan. Have you heard about this one? Mm, no. Okay, so when Donald Trump was running um, Trump Castle, a casino in Atlantic City, um, he ran that right in the fucking ground. Nobody knows how. Like. Casinos print money. Like people, drunk people like yourself, like yourself and myself, will walk in and gamble and lose money and then stumble out. Funny story. I have never gambled. I've never set foot in a casino. I've never set foot in a casino either, but I've lost money at poker. However, I don't play poker. I've never played a game of poker for money either. I've never played poker, not once actually. That's not a bragging point. I'm just saying. Now I can't learn because nobody can trust it to teach me. Uh, but I am <laughs> okay. going to Vegas for the first time on November 1st, so we'll see how it goes. But nice. I digress. Nice. No, no, that'll be fun. Um, You've got to see fish. It's going to be stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Um, anyway. So, uh, apparently, uh, Trump Castle um, was having some uh, li- liquidation issues. They were they were they didn't have enough cash on hand to pay an interest payment on one of the loans for the, uh, the um, casino. And so Trump, uh, Trump's dad, Fred Trump, walked in. Or I'm sorry, he didn't walk in. He was like his in the eighties. Um, sent sent a guy in, and they know the guy's name. I don't know it off the top of my head. He was he was later caught and fined sixty five thousand dollars for this. 
But the guy walked in, handed him a cashier's check for $3.5 million. I'm sorry, $3.35 million. They checked the cashier's check was good. They gave this guy $3.35 million worth of chips. He put it in a bag and walked out. Now, I heard this story before, and I thought that he like did this at another casino and then took them to the Trump's casino to transfer the wealth that way. But no, what he, he they, they bought these chips at the the Trump castle and then just walked out with them. They didn't gamble them. Like the casino makes the money back when you gamble with them. Right. But basically yeah. what he did is he just gave them three million, three point three five million dollars for about what? A hundred dollars worth of fucking clay chips and walked out. So the Trump casino just got this huge influx of cash at the zeroth hour for their loan payment. The next day Trump calls. Oh. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the the casino itself just took in three point three five million dollars. They gave out the poker chips, and you know usually you know you gamble them away or whatever. And the the you know there's a what I would say eighty percent chance that you're gonna get that money back. But let's just say that guy who bought three million dollars worth of chips is some kind of whale and a, a you know, poker shark, and he just fucking takes you for everything you're worth. You know there's there that's the the risk there in a, in, in a casino, right? There's no risk when you just put them in a fucking bag and walk out. Like, no. that money stays in the casino. Uh, the next day, uh, Donald Trump called his dad and said he was uh, still a couple hundred thousand dollars short. So they, the same guy went back and bought $150,000 worth of chips and did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's how he paid an interest loan, like, back in, like, 97. Like, just shady as fuck. I have not heard that story, but that is about right. And, I mean, it's just... I, I, and, it, and it's so hysterical that, like, the Family Values Party has elected this shady huckster as the, as the president. You know, well, it, it's, well, it's GOP's, it's, it's his party now. So that, I mean, and I, 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 oh, I can't wait until after he's out of office and all of these stories start coming out. Because there's going to be so many more like this that come out when he's not the president anymore. Well, like... Well, one of the things we we need to talk about. I have another. I have another great example, is that this this is the, the second way they made a bunch of money. Um, so uh, Fred Trump created. Uh, did you hear about all county building supply and maintenance share? Mm, I let's pretend like I haven't. Explain. All right. So uh, Fred Trump created a company called All County Business Supply and Maintenance, which would buy and sell. Uh, the fixtures and the whatnot yes. that, that yeah, went yeah, into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was the thing where he, uh, okay, this is the thing where they would say like, for is this for Trump's dad, where he would say like, okay, we're going to get you these fixtures. They're $100. They charge 300 and pocket the difference. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Um, one, one of the, the examples that's been going around for a while now is the, the boilers because it's a large ticket item. So if one of the hotels that the Trump, uh, you know, properties, Trump Inc., whatever the fuck it's called, owned, needed a boiler, um, all county uh, maintenance supply would buy a boiler, and then they would buy it for ten thousand dollars. Then they would sell it to the Trump hotel or property, whichever what it was, um, for fifty thousand dollars. Now this is this is okay and, and good until you realize, well, actually, it's not good at all. Like there's a forty thousand dollar markup there. But it's all well and good if those two companies are owned by different people. Like, if Fred Trump is going to get raped by all counties, you know, uh, all counties uh, building supply and maintenance, that's that's his prerogative. But he owned all counties building supply and maintenance. So he was just, you know, 
inflating the price, just skimming all 40 grand off of a boiler. And then he would just pocket that and send it to his kids. Like that's how the income stream was generated for the Trump children was shit like that. And, and that's where, that's where like your Trump supporter is going to come out and be like, Oh, he's just a genius businessman. It's like, no, he lied, lied. Like, no, you know, a genius businessman would have a shell company inside of a shell company inside of a shell company and then realize that this really obscure country over in Malaysia had like some super crazy law where you could put it all over there and then on Tuesdays you didn't pay any tax. It was just something weird like that, like just finding loophole inside of loophole inside of loophole. That's being a genius, genius businessman. This is just straight up fucking lying. Like, there's no way around it. Yeah, no, and it's and and it's one of those things. Like, and if you don't, the, the thing that scares me the most about that is if you don't think that's how he's running the country, you're a fucking moron. Oh yeah, oh, like yeah. that's everything about what Jay, I see from his administration won, won is about upfront, short-term games. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you know, it, they're alienating allies and doing all this shit for a bunch of upfront, short-term gains that are probably not going to pan out long run. And I mean, I just cannot imagine the shady shit he's pulling with other leaders around the world um, that nobody knows about. Um, that's similar to this kind of shit on a well, larger I mean, scale. We we have we've had it com- we've had it confirmed by two different sources that uh, Michael Cohen took uh, the uh, a, a trade agreement off the president's desk so he wouldn't sign it. Like that was one of the things that was released in a book, and like everybody denied it. And then a second source was like, "No, I saw that happen." Sounds about right. Yeah, like, like I'm sorry, Shay. Like, I drink. I know that I'm forgetful sometimes. But if I sat down ready to sign something and at my table, it's not there. I'm like, hey, uh, guys, uh, who the fuck took away the NAFTA agreement I was going to sign? Yeah, I don't like. <laughs> like mean, the, the, the fact that it's not on my desk doesn't shit. make me think like, oh, okay, I, I guess I did it. That makes the assumption that he's aware of what's coming and going and uh. what he's signing. Yeah. Like, I've got this, like, worst-case scenario idea of him just coming in the morning, signing a bunch of shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa morning, morning. It's, it's 11 oh, yeah, o'clock 11, before you. Well, I mean, you know what? I'm a, I, you know, a devil's advocate. I'm not a morning person. I feel like the most powerful man in the world should get to sleep in a little bit if he needs to. But uh, not if there's stuff to do. And then there's always stuff to do, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, uh, I, uh, I just I want to say I understand the the uh, uh, desire to not be out of bed before eleven a.m. Oh, um, I get it. I but, get it too. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. But uh, yeah, man, I, I just that, that like I said, that makes the assumption that he knows everything that's going on and everything that's in front of him, um, which I would be shocked. I've got this this idea in my head. It's just him like signing shit all day, and he's not. He's just he's just you know just flying through it, just signature, signature, signature. He's oh, not yeah. even reading it. I can see that. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. Well, he's also he's also said a bunch of like really, really untrue things about the things he signed that tells you he doesn't know anything that's going on about him. Oh, he, you know? there's no way, there's no way a man that speaks like that takes the time to read documents that are that in depth. Yeah, well, there's no way. There's uh, speaking of reading documents that are in depth. We need to talk about Kavanaugh, but before we talk mm-hmm. about Kavanaugh, just for a couple minutes, because I don't I don't want to go on forever, and also we're not going to solve this Kavanaugh thing tonight. You and I are going to. I mean, I have. Um, but there's yeah. nothing to solve. He got the seat. Right, right. Well, and and if you think if you thought he didn't wasn't going to get the seat, you're you're, you're pretty deluded. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, but did you see the the footage of Donald Trump walking onto Air Force One with fucking toilet paper stuck to his shoe? That shit was great. 
Yeah, it was. It's like, so I want it. It's so fucking stupid, but it just it it just sums up. It's so good. It's like yeah, that's about right. That's yeah. about well, fucking right. The, the best... man can't wear a suit that fits. Why would he check the <laughs> yeah. board? Like yeah, Jesus Christ. His tie hangs down to his taint, so Lord, why not? Yeah. You know? Um. Oh God, his suits are so funny. Like for a man that's his size, he's wearing a suit that that maybe would fit you and I together. Like we could probably fit in his suit together. Like oh, it's so yeah. Um, but. Like, one of the best things, I was, uh, you know, because you see him walking up there with that thing stuck to his foot. And, of course, the White House denies any of it. They don't want to talk about it. Um, but, like, one of the best quotes I heard about that was, the president has no friends in the White House. Like, there would have been a legion of people that would have stopped Barack Obama and be like, President, you know, Bro. Mr. President, yeah, Mr. President, yeah. Wow, I hadn't yeah. even thought about yeah, that. Yeah, like, there, there would have been, How many people did he have to walk by exactly. and see that? There, I mean, how many people are around the president at any given moment? There's, I mean, yeah. I would say ten to twenty at any given moment. Just to, like when just he to, came out of the stall, <clears throat> just there would just have to, been somebody standing there. I'm sure there's, and, and I'm sure we could Google this. I have a fraternity brother that worked as a Secret Service agent for years, and I could ask him. Um, but I, I'm sure there's at least ten people that are within earshot of the president at any given moment that are just security, and. I'm sure five of them saw him walk out of the bathroom with toilet paper stuck on his shoe and said, not my job. <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> not my job. And Look at this asshole, yeah. <laughs> and then there were yeah. another 50 or 60 people that he walked right by to get up on Air Force One, and they all said, not my job. You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the funny thing. Like, <clears throat> the comparison and contrast there, and um, some of the guys on, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what's in my back of my throat here. Shut up, Shay. Um, oh, I mean. Yeah, beat you to it. Um, the guys on uh, last podcast, or I'm sorry, not last podcast, but uh, Pot Save America, they're like, there would have been a legion of people like that would have stopped Barack Obama from walking out, like you know, with a booger. You know, you don't you don't walk out in a tan suit to give the apparently the most controversial you know press conference ever in a tan suit with a booger. Like yep. everybody, sir, I got it. You know, and, and I was like, and one of them was like. Yeah, I'm sure somebody would be like, sir, blow. Just like, you know, pinched his nose and told him to blow. In their hand, yeah. because they, you know. But, yeah, so many people watched President Trump walk by with toilet paper on his shoe, and it was a metaphor for what the fuck's going on right now. Yep. Oh, uh, dude. I mean, it's like that. It's, you know, it's like when you got that buddy that comes to the party, and he's a fucking douche, and nobody really likes him, but he's loaded, and he buys all the beer, so everyone's cool with him. But then when he does something done like that, nobody says anything because nobody really likes him. You're right, right. Or when he's like, hey, guys, can I have a ride home? He's like, yeah, I'm not going that way. Yeah, sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you lived there. I moved. <laughs> yeah. I, I moved. Yeah. Later, bro. <laughs> yeah. Gotta go. Um, all right, so Kavanaugh. So we got to talk about Kavanaugh. The apparently, uh, apparently um, there was this guy. His name is Brett Kavanaugh. If you haven't watched any of the news in the last, what, fucking a month, Shay? God damn it. God damn it, I'm so sick of it. Yeah. Um. So, Brett Kavanaugh was confirmed. We're recording this on Monday. Brett Kavanaugh was confirmed late Saturday afternoon. He was sworn in the same the same day. I thought that was kind of quick, but then I realized that the um, the uh, Supreme Court session starts t- today. Can you imagine how awkward that's going to be with him sitting there with all the news, you know, and he's like, hey, guys, well, <laughs> have you seen the news? <laughs> yeah. Um, so on one hand, I would like to say that as a liberal Democrat, that 
knows for almost, I mean, I would bet my next paycheck on the fact that Donald Trump has not read the Constitution from start to finish. It bugs the shit out of me that Donald Trump, who, as I said, has not read the Constitution, has now added two Supreme Court justices to the Supreme Court. It irks me. But this is also his right as the president. Mm-hmm. Like, he was going to... I think we, we've talked about this in the last podcast. Like, we we didn't expect him to come up with a stellar fucking, you know, some guy that... like Justin, sh- you're mixing up your other better podcast. They didn't yeah. talk about this on the last podcast. What? You Did said last, last podcast? Oh, yeah, no. dude, come on. I, listen, I, I man, guarantee- listen, we're not... Let the, sort your shit out. Okay, so Jeffrey Dahmer did not talk about that whether or not Donald Trump would would nominate a good uh, a good uh, Supreme Court nomination. For those of you who have not listened, yeah, for those of you who have not listened to the last podcast on the left, it's all about serial killers, and they loved Jeffrey Dahmer um, and Ed Gein. But no, so I, I was saying like we talked about this before. We didn't expect. Donald Trump to, you know, nominate a Supreme Court justice that you and I were like, oh, that guy's awesome. We pretty much expected him to nominate a Republican, you know, conservative, you know, kind of actor. Like, you know, like he would say he was nonpartisan, but he would be conservative and Republican. Like, we, we get that, right? Like, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, we, you know, the fact that he was then apparently um, accused of sexual assault by three women... That was a bit of a, that was a bit of a curveball. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously there's there's the thing I could say where I could point out how um, if uh, literally nothing else about this process was different except Kavanaugh was a Democrat, the Republicans would be doing everything they could to burn his life to the ground. Mm-hmm. So that, let's establish that right now. Um, I think the real issue, like a lot of people are pissed off at Donald Trump about this because he's the figurehead, but the the, the person you all should be mad at is Mitch McConnell. Oh, um, but you that, know what? Mitch like, McConnell doesn't the give reason a this shit is so sour is because of how shitty, like the hypocrisy of you know what he has, what he did with uh, um, Garland versus Garland. what he's doing. Yeah, Merrick Garland, what he's doing now is just ridiculous. Like, you know, don't tell me we have to get this through right away because you fucking took over a year to deny Garland, like, and he didn't even get a fucking hearing, so, like, no. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Mitch McConnell is where everybody should be pissed off, because, really, he's the core reason as to why things have gotten as bad as they have, because I think, for, what was the last one, Gorsuch? Neil Gorsuch, yes. Yeah, he, that motherfucker cruised right through. Sailed I through. gotta point yeah. that out. Sailed through. Sailed um, through. Democrats didn't do shit, and nobody came forward to say, hey, he tried to rape me. Uh, exactly. But, you know, they, they, you know, so that, you know, that right there shows that this is not just a, oh, you're a Republican, you're appointing a judge thing. Like, this is fucking, there's a problem with him as a Supreme Court justice just by how he reacted to the accusations, first of all. Yeah, and so, like, And everybody's still bitter yeah. about what happened to Garland because Mitch McConnell is a fucking dick. And well, yeah, mean, let's, oh, God, fuck right. that guy. I can't yeah, even well, think straight thinking about him. I know. Hold on. I, I'll put some pins in that for you. So. We got to put a pin in Mitch McConnell. We got to put a pin in Neil Gorsuch. We got to put a pin in his in in um, uh, Kavanaugh's reaction to the accusations. So, for those of you who haven't been paying attention to uh, nominations for the last couple of years, um, Barack Obama nominated, nominated a, a, a justice named Neil Neil. Um, oh shit! I'm sorry. Neil Gorsuch uh, Mer- or uh, no, no, Merrick no, no. Garland. Merrick Garland. Uh, 
who was and, moderate. Very mo- He was a very moderate, and he was it's not actually, a far left nut job. No, like, he was not a far left nut job, and it's actually come out. Uh, it's actually come out lately that um, apparently that uh, Merrick Garland voted with uh, Kavanaugh like ninety percent of the time. That is like, terrible. Like, like that's how not of a left wing whack job he was. Yeah, dude. So, like, don't tell me this is this is an attack hack attack job by the fucking right. Democrats. Anyway, so uh, Mitch McConnell used what he called the Biden rule uh, to say that you can't nominate a Supreme Court justice, or excuse me, you can nominate one, but we aren't going to sit him or give him a confirmation hearing during an election year. Now, for those of you who have not. Googled this and looked into it, like I have. The Biden rule talks about when when Joe Biden, I want to say in 1992, went on the Senate and said that they literally probably would not have time to campaign for their seats, uh, take care of uh, whatever business they had already on the table, and then confirm a uh, Supreme Court justice nomination before the election. And he basically just asked that the president, who was George... Herbert Walker Bush at the time, uh, to wait until after the election, like literally the day after the election to nominate somebody, then they could deal with it. Um, I would like to point out that A, he was speaking hypothetically at the time, and B, there wasn't a fucking vacancy on the Supreme Court. There wasn't a nomination. He was just saying, like, this apparently had been brought up in political conversation. Joe Biden got out on the, on the um, Senate uh, floor and said, hey, I don't think we have time to deal with this shit. Why don't you wait until after the election? And then the day after the election, nominate somebody and we'll deal with it. Like, it wasn't like... It, the difference is is that Joe Biden didn't say, well, we have to wait until the next president or the next Congress is seated and sworn in to do this. Just wait till after the election and we'll do whatever you want. Um, so that's the quote-unquote Biden rule, and the reason it's bullshit is because Joe Biden himself says, I didn't say that. Um, Mitch McConnell uh, quoted Joe Biden out of context in, uh, shit, I, I don't know the year off the top of my head, but when Barack Obama, nom- oh, I guess it would have been 2016, um, when Barack Obama nominated um, Merrick Garland, and Mitch McConnell said, oh, we're just not going to do this because it's an election year. Um Merrick Garland's nomination sat idle for 293 days and then expired because the new Congress was sworn in. Judge Kavanaugh was nominated like 93 days ago, 94 days ago, while we're sitting here recording this podcast, some mm-hmm. bullshit like that. Uh, so I, I don't know those details, but it's something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's like 90, it's, it's less than 100 days, and Mitch McConnell was like, we got to get him in, got to get him in, there's, there's no time to waste. So, the fact that Mitch McConnell is full of shit and has no integrity should surprise nobody. What should what people are surprised by is that Mitch McConnell doesn't give a shit that you don't care. Like, yeah. Mitch McConnell knows that his job is to just hammer through conservative judges and conservative policies. He's not there to win fucking popularity contests because he's a senator from Kentucky. And... There are so many fucking old, white, racist dudes in Kentucky that are like, yeah, Mitch McConnell's fucking awesome, that he's going to win no matter what. Yeah. So and I mean, let, has... let's be clear here. The reason they want to push this through is because if the Democrats take the House, that's going to slow their shit down real hard. 
That's not even it, Shay. Well, that's that's yeah, that's that's one thing. Like that, it's gonna make things so much more of a pain oh, in the yeah, ass. It's, it's gonna make after some... midterms, like if you gotta get it through before midterms because of that, because it's a win, and you can say you did it. Well, that's exactly true. That's this is no, no, Donald Trump. Like one of the best quotes I heard from the uh, the the uh, Paul Save America guys was um, John Lovett said, "Donald Trump doesn't give a shit about Brett Kavanaugh. You could put Brett Kavanaugh in a cannon and fire him into the sun, and Donald Trump would be like, oh, whatever." He just wants a win. Yep. Like he just wants That's a win. That's what's so important about it. Yeah, he wants a he win. He doesn't give a shit who he seats. And so does Mitch McConnell. But I think I, you're exactly right in that point. But I think you're you're not seeing the broader scope of this. I think what the problem is is that Mitch McConnell represents the widest conservative, malest portion of America, and there is no way in hell that that demographic is going to get bigger in the next the the next time we're alive like minorities women in our lifetime Shay in the next 20 or 30 years you know white straight men like ourselves are going to be a mi- minority and Mitch McConnell knows that and he knows that he has this very small window to make hay while he can because in the next 30 years if he can fucking stay alive that long he will be antiquated and out yeah, of touch. that makes sense. Yeah. And, so get to do all the shit now while you still can because he knows time is going to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it makes it. Demographic changes are going to, like, all this will be irrelevant in, in, in 20 or 30 years because demographic shifts are going to change how all this goes. And all the a lot of those fuckers in Congress are going to be dead. Right, but if he, so, can, but if he can put up 40-year-old, 50-year-old people like Kavanaugh, in judgeships across the nation, then he can put his stamp on what they consider, you know, the justice system for 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 the next, you know, several decades. And Jay, Jay, uh, you know, Jay and I, you know, when we were doing the purple report, we we went back and forth about this a lot. And I never got to ask Jay the question. Jay, if you're listening, please fucking shoot me a message. I'd, we'd love to talk to you about this. I would love to talk to you about this. But Jay always said that he would he he prefer conservative judges, and he tried to convince me that I would prefer I would prefer conservative judges as well, because they would they would only read into the Constitution the rights that were there, and I think that's a very loaded statement in that that when you say conservative, I personally hear conservative Christian, and when you read rights and and one of the things that the conservative um, you know ideological vent likes to say is that you know the left reads in rights that aren't there when they say reads in rights that aren't in the constitution they say in like gays and women and things like that you know people like that shouldn't be covered you know covered and protected in the constitution and like i I can't read the constitution and get that out like there's and i I don't want to put those words in jay's mouth like that's what i hear when people say conservative justices are better for america I, I hear conservative Christian judges. That's what I think they mean. So I don't want to put those words in Jay's mouth, but that's, that's, that's always an argument we've had or discussion we've had. So, like, that's a thing. Like, Mitch McConnell just wants to put all these fucking conservative judges on the court so he can hopefully, in my opinion, haven't talked to McConnell about this, propagate this, you know, this, this idea that straight white men that love, that are Christian should rule for the next fucking 40 years. Yeah. 
I mean that, that makes sense. I mean, I, 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 for me, whenever I hear conservative, I also assume that also means Christian. Like that's, I let's let's be honest. Those two things go hand in hand. I, I don't I don't talk to a lot of, uh, uh, you know, conservatives that identify as Buddhist. That's true. That's that's a good point. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah, you don't, hear, like, you don't hear a lot of Wiccan people talking about how they they support Trump. Yeah, that's not a thing. So like, I'm I'm going to assume that conservative means Christian. I mean, that's that's one of those those kind of like, well, we say this, but you know, we mean this, um, dog whistle kind of things. It's a conservative Christian. Uh, it's a code word. I mean, that's one. That, that's yeah, duh. And uh, so uh, Kavanaugh was confirmed. Um. There's a lot of brouhaha about whether the investigation by the FBI was inspired. Yeah, I'm sorry, expansive enough or not. I mean that 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 argument's gonna rage forever. I but, don't, I don't understand why anybody thought it would be different than it was. That that's my point. I, like. I, 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 I would have honestly there. just been fine. Were fucking, uh, approve him, get him on the court. Don't yeah. do that. I mean, there's, there's, this was where we were going to be no matter what. Like, we started this conversation out saying that we expected Donald Trump to put somebody kind of shitty, in our opinion, on the court. Like, yeah. right, like, like why, why is everybody surprised when Donald Trump put somebody shitty from a liberal Democrats, you know, I'm speaking for myself, you know, point of view on the court? Like, that's, but that's his prerogative. That's what he, sh- that, that's what he, you get to do as the fucking sitting POTUS. Yeah, I, 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 there's, there's nobody he was going to put on there that I was going to. Well, I, I won't say nobody, but there's, there, chances are, um, whoever he picks, I was not going to agree with. Like that, that's, that was never going to happen. Um, but I can still disagree with you and think you're a quality candidate. Right. Right. Like, um, you know, like there, there are so many good, like John McCain. Like I disagree with the guy, but he was, he was, you know, good at what he did. Like. You know, I never questioned the dude's character. I just didn't agree with what he did. And it's, it's, it's that same principle here. It's like, man, I'm not saying I got to agree with everything you do. I just got to think you're not a shitty person. Yeah, I think that's where Kavanaugh kind of swung and missed. And, and in my opinion, he swung and missed where he, um, when he sat down to defend himself against Dr. Uh, Ford's testimony, which I'm going to say right now, if you're going to put a gun to my head, I would have to believe Dr. Ford over... Um, Justice Kavanaugh now, Justice now, because I I don't see any I don't see any reason for her to come forward other than to do the right thing. Like she's not going to make any money out of this. Her life's fucked forever. It's, yeah. As we, as we record this podcast, she kills, still can't um, live in her her home because of death threats. I, I, um, I don't understand that idea of like. Well, it was like like do pe- is, do people think she was paid some ungodly amount of money to make it worth I, well, why would you go forward like I well, just no if it, didn't, if it didn't happen why would you just I it, nothing good was ever going to come out of this for her and she knew that well Shay let's let's lean into that Sean Hannity fever dream so let's say that George <laughs> the, yeah okay. let's yeah let's let's say that uh George Soros uh approached uh Dr. Ford Blue devil yes who was a uh, already uh, well-established uh, psychologist and made, uh, I'm assuming, a good living, um, approached her and said, hey, I want you to accuse uh, Judge Kavanaugh of 
sexually assaulting you back in 1986. We're going to pick we're going to pick an exact year out of fucking nowhere. We we could have done it last year, but we're going to pick 30 30 some years ago because, you know, why not? Um if you do this and stand up and testify in front of the Senate and do interviews and basically have your entire life just just fucked, you know, fucked real hard. I will give you $500 million. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So now we have a, a monetary, um, you know, incentive. So let's just say, as Sean Hannity would say, uh, that she did this. Then right after she took down Kavanaugh's nomination and he withdrew, um, or Donald Trump withdrew him. I, I think he said he wouldn't withdraw. And no, that's fine. I, I get that. I, I probably do the same thing. If I was a shithead like that. Um, and then, so now she has $500 million. Now she can't teach, right? She can't work at her job because her whole folly is fucked, right? So she's got to move somewhere else. Like, So then, wouldn't it be really obvious? And I'm pretty sure even the fuck sticks that work at the Sean Hannity show would have figured out if Dr. Ford had quit her job and then moved to Tahiti and retired. <laughs> like, fucking four months after, you know, six months after the Kavanaugh hearings. Like, I mean, like, that that fever dream doesn't make sense even and I'm on my second pitcher of beer. Like that that doesn't make sense to anybody. No. And and and, and, and there's no I mean you know, un, unless it's one of these things where like she's decided, well I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna fall on the sword and, and I'm gonna make this accusation falsely to try to stop him because it's for the greater good, which I don't believe. Well, then like, that means I don't, that, she's, like the, that she has some kind of psychological disorder. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, yeah. N- none of these, like, I just don't understand, like, I'm not, I, I, it, it's just, it, 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 it's so frustrating because all of the shit I've seen spun is like, well, yeah, she's not credible. Like, based on what? Well, like, one, of the things, one of the things I really like is that people are like, she's not credible. And... I tend to believe her because I understand that there's no upside to her coming out and doing this. Whereas there's a very big upside, a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court for him to deny it. Like, that's my motivation to believe her over him. You can fucking send me an email and uh, at the the woodscast1776 at gmail.com and fucking rail on me about that. But that's that's how I feel. Um, But... To your point, people are like, her accusations are uncorroborated. And I have to take a step back and go, his denial isn't very, isn't corroborated. You know, he held up a, a, he held up a calendar that he made in 1982, like, or 86 or what the fuck ever. Like, yeah, like, Shay, I could fill out a calendar tomorrow that says I totally was sober yesterday. That's a lie. I was drunk and fuck. You know, like, I mean... I, the people just, that the people that jump to his, his his denial is the truth, and her accusation is uncorroborated. And using the words, the word uncorroborated, really give me pause because like his denial isn't any more corroborated than her accusation. Why are you siding that hard that way? I it just makes me so fucking mad because if anybody else walk up to you. If anyone you knew on a face-to-face day, anybody else, any friend of yours, Justin, that was female, came up to you and said, that fucking guy over there tried to rape me, you're not going to say, 
well, can you corroborate that? Like, that's not how that's not how sexual assault works. Like, and that's not and, the words you use with your friends. No, and it and it's it's like it you know it just makes me so mad that because it's a politicized event, the validity of what she said is immediately a question. Where if no one had ever heard of this woman and he was never in the position he's in, that it it wouldn't immediately default to it's a it's a conspiracy it's a scam um now and which is a whole different ball game of saying like a lot of times these days when when somebody does make an accusation like that people don't believe them and that is a whole nother issue aside from the politicization of it and it, it just fucking pisses me off so much because if it was somebody's like sister or mother and someone made the same accusation you would immediately believe that person but because it's somebody you see on the tv and it's not a real person you don't give a shit well, and, and that's a great point. Like f- the the people that I, uh, I I shared this on Facebook. There's a guy everybody should should uh, check out on Facebook. His, his name is Bo of the Fifth Column, and from everything I can understand about him, he's just an independent journalist from thefifthcolumn.com. I think that's what it's called. And I've tried to look into his his backstory because I'm a cynical fuck. You know, I kind of want to know where you're coming at me when with with your you know your pre- opinions. Um, I'm pretty sure Shay and I are pretty open where we're coming from, so you don't need to Google us. I don't think anything will pop up anyway, but so Yo, po- you, you be careful what you <laughs> careful. careful what you wish for, right? Never know um, what's out there, buddy. Yeah. So uh, this guy Bo from the Fifth Column posts a video, and it's talk and, and like the the um, the title is let's talk about bar fights um, and uh, what I, what if it was your sister or so and so. And basically, he discusses a time where he saw a girl that he knew casually being kind of cajoled and, and, and pressured by a drunk guy at a bar. And so he uh, decided whether or not to try to fight him and decided there were three of them he didn't want to fight. So he just sat down and said that, that, that he was her boyfriend. And the second he said that, the look of relief that washed over his face made him feel really good. And those three guys just got up and walked away. And... He goes on in the video, and you can you can Google it on on it's on Facebook. And, you know, fuck it, uh, send me send me an email at you know the uh, Woodscast seventeen seventeen seventy six at gmail.com and I'll fucking send you the link. But he goes on to talk about like if you haven't been told by the women in your immediate, if you haven't been told by one of the four women in your immediate circle about how they've been either sexually assaulted or somebody has attempted to touch them inappropriately or something like that, then they don't trust you. I don't know a single female friend that does not have a story like that. Right. Well, and he goes on to say that you want to think about those comments you're putting on, you know, the face spaces and the mind books. Like, they read those too. And then if they read that, like, oh, she's a lying whore. Like, if you put a comment on somewhere in Facebook or, you know, Instagram or Twitter or Twitter or whatever you're doing, and you said, well, Dr. Ford's a lying whore. They saw that, and now your relationship with them has forever changed because you clearly don't believe them. And, Shay, I'm right with you. Like, there are so many women in my circle that I won't name here and will never name here that have come to me and said things like that that you're just, I'm, I'm just floored, like, I mean, fuck. Who are, who is raising these these guys that are doing this to women that that are around us? Like, I mean, the, these women have these stories, and the fact that we're not listening is the problem. Yeah, and I mean, 
uh, term limits. Well, the only yeah, thing that's like, going to save the Supreme Court now I mean, is uh, having somebody come in and say, all right, great, you're all in the Supreme Court. you got to get reelected in four years. Have fun. Okay, well, okay. Let's let's get a little less serious and let's talk about the Supreme Court as 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 a political body for a couple minutes. I mean, I got plenty of beer to go. Shay, you good to go for a couple more minutes? Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. We're reloading. Uh, <laughs> and this is why we're not allowed to drive after we record a podcast. Nope. Nope. Um. So there has been some talk that uh, there's some whispers on the the more you know, fervent left that I, you know, of the podcast and, and news that I read. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm liberal as shit and I still know that it's the fervent left, but they're talking about court packing. Have you heard about this, Shay? Uh, yeah, man, here's the thing. I, this but is, you know, you know what this, I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now I assume you're talking about the idea of like, all right, great. Um, get control of the government, then up the limit of the Supreme Court to 11 or something, and then throw right. a bunch of people on there. And I just, I think, that I, I don't like that because then what are you going to have? The next time there's another administration, they're just going to up it to 20, and then it goes, exactly. that, it'll get out of control. That's why I keep making that joke of uh, term limits. Like, yeah. if the Supreme Court wasn't a lifetime appointment, the, the travesty of what is Judge Kavanaugh's appointment would not be it would be minimized. Um, right. If these guys had to run for reelection, um, or at least had some sort of like every so many years their position was real, I, I don't know how you would do it. But it shouldn't be a lifetime appointment. That doesn't make sense. Right. If only because society moves so much faster than that now. Right. Like there need it needs to be term limit similar to a president, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, like what ten or fifteen years? I don't know, but well, um, it well, would solve that. It like court packing is stupid because it'll just go back and forth. Right. Let, let me let me uh, reiterate. I think we skipped over something, and you were talking about you know Kavanaugh is a shitty justice. Um, he's shitty not just because of the sexual ass- assault allegation. Um, there are at least two or three times that he's been proven to have lied under oath. Yep. Um, he is a, uh, uh, he has proven in the past to be a very partisan actor for the Republican party. That, that's he, my biggest problem with him is he's a partisan hack. Yeah. He, he, he was, he worked under, um, Ken, Ken Starr during the, uh, um, Bill Clinton impeachment hearings. And he pushed really hard to have the, uh, really, really explicit questions asked to uh, um, President um, President Clinton at the time. Now, he then worked under the um, Bush administration after that and then developed an entirely different idea about what you're allowed to ask and, and do of a president. So, like, during the Clinton administration, he's like, yes, yeah, pain the fuck out of that guy. But during the Bush administration, he developed an idea that, you know, president is basically an emperor. You're not allowed to speak to him or talk to him crossly. Um, yeah, so he's, he, he has a lot of problems. And then during his, his, uh, one of my biggest problems during his, um, I like that. Uh, Shay is holding up a, uh, a Millhouse, uh, doll. Cause Atomic, well, it's a, a radioactive, was it Atomic Radio- Boy? I don't remember. Yeah. When he was in the, the Radioactive Man movie. Right. But Kavanaugh also during, uh, his rebuttal to the, uh, Dr. Ford testimony said like, the left uh, Democratic conspiracy blamed the Clintons. Like 
he proved himself not to be partisan. So Shay and I aren't just saying that these accusations of sexual assault are the only reason he's a shitty choice. There's a lot of reasons he's a shitty choice. And what Shay's saying is that, and, and what we're talking about is that he's a shitty choice. If the Democrats take power, there's there's some whispering and some talk about adding two more justices that are more liberal to balance them out. And then Shay's exact point is, is that when the Republicans take power, they're going to add 17. And, you know, there's this. There's and then this, when the Democrats take power after that, it'll be another 20. Right. And then, and, and, right. and, so, you know, it's it, it, it's it, an it, arms it race. It's an arm race. Yeah. So my, my point, my point, here's my idea. I don't, you know, and uh, to Shay's point, there is nothing in Article 2 of the Constitution that describes the Supreme Court that, that decides the number of justices. There have been seven. There's been ten. Like people add and subtract. Like I think I think. Uh, um, but the last time the number's been changed was like the 1800s. Um, FDR tried to change it because the president before him packed the court basically, and he wanted to just add a bunch of justices. There's nothing constitutionally said he couldn't have done it, but he just was fucking murdered politically for trying it, for trying to bring it up. Yeah. My point. My my. Here's my idea, and you can make me a honorary Supreme Court justice for this. I say we take the number out out of the equation. Let's say we make it 51 justices. Let's say that nine of them get to stand there and ask questions. Like at, at, at any uh, Supreme Court hearing, nine of them are elected or are, are picked from the, 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 uh, the crop. I say we make it 51 justices. Nine of them are picked to argue. Everybody else is listening, right, making their own decisions, but only nine of them get to ask questions and, you know, shoot the shit with the lawyers for a Supreme Court hearing. So right now we got nine. I say we don't change the makeup of the court at all. You just add, you just have the Republicans nominate 21 justices, you have the Democrats nominate 21, and you just throw them in there. Make it less of this guy's an asshole, that guy's awesome, and like just make him a pack of assholes, so that we stop worrying about this specific judge being this specific thing on that. It will average out over the fifty-one justices, and you still, you know, and they still have a two-vote, uh, you know, majority, whatever. Yeah. So, did I mean? Is that like now fifty-one? Is that saying like you got one from each state plus an extra one, or could someone say like, no, I'm no, fuck say, it. "Okay, that's fine. You could have ten yeah. from this," or but could you also have say, "I'm gonna have ten from I this say, state and eight from this state"? No, no. I say one from each state. That, that, yeah. Be great. Like, I mean, I feel or, like, or you know, like, or no, because they have to be equal and opposite. Like, so yeah, I say, that I say. Work. Let let Mitch McConnell pick fifty judges. Or I'm sorry, twenty one judges. Let um, uh, Chuck Schumer pick twenty one judges. And it doesn't then, matter where they're from. Right, doesn't matter where they're from. Or or have them or, or do this. Have them pick. Have them pick thirty judges, and you get uh, uh, eight uh, nine vetoes on either side. Make it like choosing a jury. You know. Yeah. You got all these fucking judges out there. Uh, Mitch McConnell, <laughs> Chuck Schumer, just fucking all right, picking let's judges. The Supreme Court. Let's make. Supreme Court decisions, just jury trials, and anybody in America can get pulled onto the Supreme Court at any no, no, given no. time. No, no. <laughs> well, It'll be actually, great. actually, my idea would be a, a big fuck all because I would want them to be already judges. So you would, you would actually harvest a bunch of fucking federal judges, and then you'd have to nominate the replacements for that, and then that'd be a whole fuck all too. But I mean, I just, 
I don't know. I don't know what the solution is there. I just do not want to. I don't want to court pack. Like I don't. No, no, it's not good. It's not. It's good. It's not good because again, the, the the administration that comes in after the one that I agree with is going to do the same thing, and then the one after that, and the, and it and it just gets out of control. Well, I mean, like Mitch McConnell's butt hurt that, uh, like Mitch McConnell's butt hurt that the Democratic uh, Senate that came in. Oh, I'm sorry. How are we doing this? Like whoever Chuck Schumer took away the um uh um oh, what's the word I'm looking for Shay where you sit stand around and talk filibuster took took away the filibuster for yeah. um uh federal judges and then Mitch McConnell took it away for every judge you know and like everyone was like hey uh you shouldn't have do that but I'm gonna do it more you know it's just one of those things I I, I would love to see that get reinstated but i know that's never going to happen what's going to happen is eventually you're going to ha- now it's a race for getting getting them just a slight majority so you can steamroll shit through right well and and the problem was is they they passed that so that they didn't have to stand up and talk forever like wendy davis did in texas like she actually stood there and she got f- fined or violations like she got three violations like if she leaned against a desk that was a violation because you had to stand on your own two feet and talk like that's how it used to be back in the day. Like you would just stand there and you would fucking talk, and then maybe you would turn it over to one of your colleagues that was going to keep talking. And the point was, as a filibuster, was to keep talking until people fell the fuck asleep or weren't around, and then you immediately called it. Like Hank Hill did it, huh? Hank Hill did right. it. Hank Hill did it. Yep, I saw that episode. I understand this because I watch a lot of King of the Hill. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, I also know that if we have a suit of armor, then we can rule the neighborhood. But yep, that's yep, also yep, a King yep. of the Hill thing. But yeah, like, I don't know. Mitch McConnell is such a... And, and the problem, as we said before, is that Mitch McConnell knows exactly what he's doing. And he does not give a shit if you, don't, if you understand what he's doing and don't, and don't like it. Like, he doesn't care. Like, yeah, that's, that's that's the thing I keep seeing. Like, there's there's been a lot of articles float or uh, like clips I've seen floating on social media today that it's like Mitch McConnell got called out twice for his hypocrisy on um, these various news shows. And it's like one Fox News show interviewed him and he got called out for it, and another one in, on one of the CNN or MSNBC, I can't remember who. Um, same thing. They said, well, but what about Merrick Garland? And, and and you know he goes on this big explanation, and the whole gist of it is like. He doesn't care oh, no, that not you at all. like that has nothing to do with it. He's still getting done what he needs to get done. He doesn't give a shit, and um, you know it. It, it, it look, even if he gets you know removed from that position, he just goes back to being another rich white dude with a bit less power. Like he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, no. that's his and thing. Actually, he, he kind of feeds on it. He really oh, does he loves feed. It. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I I think people make a lot of jokes. That man, I that man is not stupid. He is smart. Yeah. He is smart and he is evil. Um, but he's not dumb. The man is not no. dumb. He knows exactly no. what he's doing. And and it, you can go back and read about all the shit that he's done over his career. Um, he's very calculated. He's very observant. Um, he has really well, he's, he, he he's has been, been waiting for this. Yeah, he's he has been a, waiting for this position for his entire Senate career. Like he's, he's been. He's got a good history, which is scary, you know, uh, of historical procedure in the government. Now, how he interprets that is where the problem comes. But, like, if you say, like, no, you can't do this, he'll immediately say, well, in 1887, like, he's not stupid. 
You know that in a recent, uh, this was the next thing on my little list here before we fucking talk about ass hats and this weekend awesome is, um, he was on a, um, he was on, um, oh, fucking Chris Wallace and he, uh, Chris Wallace asked him, he's like, so if, uh, in, let's just say, let's just say that Donald Trump, uh, you know, let's just say in, in 2020, somebody were to retire, would you say that you can't appoint a, a Supreme Court justice because it's an election year? He's like, well, that just all depends on who controls the Senate. Yeah. Like, like, it hasn't been fucking two years since he said, oh, we're totally not going to put somebody blah, 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 blah. Like, that level of hypocrisy is, is, is in, I mean, and I drink a lot. And it's, it's intentional. Still fucking, it's towing the company line. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. Like, he could go down, like, he could die tomorrow. Or let's just say not tomorrow. Let's say five years from now. Let's just say Donald Trump, or let's put it this way. Let's say in, in my fucking worst heart of hearts, Donald Trump wins a second term. And then so in 20, uh, 2024, like the day after, you know, or, or two days before the 2024 election, Mitch McConnell drops dead. He will he will go he will die with a smile on his face knowing that he just he fucking crammed so many conservative uh, judges up the court's ass that he didn't give a shit like he won't give a shit like that he will not worry about how many times he had no integrity and was totally full of shit and a person that should be just beaten with a manhole cover he won't care nope not a All bit right. all right so. Alright, let's carry this over from the Purple Report to the Woodscast, Shay. We need to talk about This Week in Asshats, and then we're going to end with This Week in Awesome. I'm drunk, you're drunk. I've been doing yep. this for about, about two hours. Jesus Christ. I know. It doesn't seem like that long, does it? No. Cause, cause well, that's because like, you and I are having fun. We don't have to listen to this shit. I know. So we many do people not ask, have to listen to this shit. So many people ask us why we do this. It's fun. I always say that I get to talk to my brother at least once a week. And that's that fun. is literally the reason I give. Like, what do you do? I was like, well, I mean, I, we talk about a bunch of stuff, but it's it's basically an excuse to drink with my brother on the internet for a week. Yeah, or it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, all right. So, this week and assets. You got any nominations you want to throw out there? You got anything um, you want to talk to your head? Uh, I... Not off the top of my head. I mean, my always go to is Jared Kushner because fuck that guy. Oh. But I haven't. He ha, he has been suspiciously absent from the news lately. Right, but for for those of you that have, haven't been listening for a while, um, or listening, or actually in Shay and I's uh, Facey Spaces and my book posts, um, we will have a impromptu party. Uh, we will go live on Facebook when Jared Kushner is indicted because fuck that guy. Yep, pretty um, much. He is the definition of a man who was born on third base and thought he invented baseball. Um, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. like He doesn't even think he just hit a triple. He's like, no, I invented this whole goddamn game. Um, so fuck that guy. He's just funny. Um, I got I got one that just happened. I had another one. My my other one was going to be me, basically, as ass out of the week because I started a Google alert for when... Uh, uh, Roger Stone was going to be indicted a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot that that fuckstick would talk to a ficus if it was holding a microphone. So I just got face fucked with Google alerts 
every time that guy talked to a reporter. So I was going to go with me, but I think I'm going to have to settle with a uh, little, uh, our, our, our friend and, you know, philosophizer Kanye West, AKA ye now delete his Twitter and Instagram because he was, uh, kind of tired from taking shit about his absolutely disastrous appearance on Saturday Night Live last week. Holy shit. I now, if you ha- only, if you, that, yeah, that was bananas. If you haven't seen the video after he gave his performance, which I have never been a fan of his music, so everybody talks about him being a uh, musical genius. Shay, you still there? Yes, sir. You turned your video off. Did not. I'll turn it back on. Let's see. Um, uh, yeah, so after his, what I would call, shitty performance of music, like everybody says he's a musical genius. I've never liked his music that much. So when he dresses up as a uh, ketchup bottle or whatever and sings a song, I'm not impressed. Um, but uh, after that, he like went on this pro-Trump rant and said that Democrats uh, want to give out welfare to split up families and all this bullshit, and said he was bullied out of you know they told him backstage to not wear his MAGA hat. Uh, one of the one of the other actors did, did a whole thing last night or the other night. He's like uh, nobody bullied him like. I actually should have bullied him because, like, everybody was offended. It was fucking stupid. He said that uh, he wanted to, uh, he's later said in uh, Twitter that he wanted to abolish the 13th Amendment. Um, for those of you that don't have a constitution right in front of you, the 13th Amendment abolished slavery. So I guess Kanye West wanted to reinstate slavery. Um, what, what was his logic for that? Because the, the, I didn't, I, I didn't under, I was trying to watch the the video of his rant, but didn't really make it. I couldn't like physically nah, hear it. Like, yeah, you couldn't hear it. Didn't make sense. Um, his 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 logic is that he's dumb. Oh, okay. Yes, he's very dumb. Now he's already stated he's going to run for president in twenty twenty, or I'm sorry, twenty twenty four after Donald Trump has had his two terms, but. He has since deleted his, uh, he said that on Twitter, um, and, and you know, he's deleted his Twitter and Instagram. So the 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 whole point of this is that uh, Kanye West is still dumb, and he deleted his social media outlets because he was tired of being called dumb. Um, so there you go. So I'm tired of this, this fuck stick that's apparently worth all these billions of dollars and is a a fucking genius not being able to handle any criticism whatsoever. So, fuck that guy. Fuck him a bunch. His shoes are ugly. I said it. There you go. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to go if we're, if we're, if we're gonna talk about stuff that's great now. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, awesome. Ah, awesome. Man, this I don't know awesome. who to thank, but I guess whoever was who really made that SNL cold open happen. Um, uh, which that, one? Uh, the the one with Brett Kavanaugh, where it, it's uh, Matt Damon is. is oh, Brett Kavanaugh. That's so good. And, uh, I'm gonna start out at eleven. Yeah, Kate, I'm gonna at fifteen real quick. Lindsey Graham or was was Kate McKenna? She was incredible. That whole thing was fucking hysterical. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I haven't seen um, last uh, this Saturday's where they apparently like party. Apparently, uh, Kate McKinnon is Lindsey Graham. She says, "We're gonna, we're gonna Ralph till we boof." That's amazing. Actually, yeah. you know, I just, I don't want to make, I, I don't. It's, it's not Brett Kavanaugh because I can't, I can't say that he is awesome. Um, but I, I feel like the, the, this is a side note. We need to appreciate the fact 
that a discussion about boofing is now on the record for the nomination of a Supreme Court justice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And look, I want to put this out there for everybody. Uh, boofing is not farting. It is putting drugs and or alcohol in your butthole. Like, that. No. there is no other, there's no other, no other use for it. That, that, that is what that is. Um, and Actually, it is say, amazing there, there has, that I got there, to watch that on C-SPAN. There has been a separate discussion... I I believe this came from the Alex Joneses and the Sean Hannitys of the world. Um, I I'm remember, I'm remembering this off the top of my head, so you know don't don't hate me on my on my uh, references here. But it's also been talked about that boofing is anal sex. Now I don't know how that makes the version story. I was a virgin all through high school and into college story of Brett Kavanaugh any better. But it's also, like, stuff went in your butt, or you put stuff in somebody's butt. Like it's it's it's, it's uh, the, I I just that, that there was, I can't there was butt it. stuff. I, I cannot believe that that is on the record. Um, yeah. that future generations of lawyers are going to be able to look over those transcripts and say, "Well, this this is this is the part about boofing." Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, and you know, you know what they say, if you can boof it, it's free. So <laughs> what did this man boof to get his nomination? Uh, that is uh, my question. Uh, well, there, there's also a separate like entire story about this. Oh God. I don't know where the, the fraternity was. It was a fraternity that I, like after the fact, the cop showed up at a party like the next day and there's just dudes laying on the floor, pantsless. And there's all these bags of like boxed wine everywhere. And apparently they were just butt chugging. Um, oh yeah, that's a thing. They were just yeah, they're just butt chugging box of wine, and that okay. So that was an article I read. But the next day there was this like fucking long ass. Um, it was so great because there you got like forty or fifty dudes in these really nice uh, blazers and khaki pants, and in front of them is a their lawyer talking about how all of these fine gentlemen did not butt chug this wine, and that lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, like on national TV, this lawyer said butt chug like forty times. It was fucking hilarious. Like, like there's like just frame. He's like, these young men are great. They've done a lot of uh, service hours. They do not butt chug wine. And he just he just kept saying butt chug. It's like, will somebody just fucking tug on his sleeve and say don't say butt chug? Like, because he was saying it on national TV. That was fucking hilarious. Like, well then I I remember what you're talking about, and I believe I've always had the belief that that guy had a bet with somebody about how many times oh, yeah. he butt chug. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. How many times to say about you? All right. Man, how, um, you got a party. Like, I, I have partied, and I have done some stupid shit in my day, but never once, after any amount of alcohol or other intoxicants, have I said to myself, I'm going to put something in my butt. Right. Like, I don't uh, how where, where do you get to that point? Like, that, like, I, like, that just, and, and, I just don't get it. Like, and, I, I have been... As drunk as, uh, like, listen, as a person who has done the Century Club twice, I have been as drunk as anybody has ever been. You want to define that for those not in the know? For those of you not in the know, the Century Club is drinking 100 beers in 72 hours. Oof. And, and I've done that twice. I've been as drunk as I think I could ever have been. And I, I and one of the things I, I do a lot is I will be kind of tipsy or drunk, and I will make myself another drink thinking, this one's going to just really fix me, like, serve me up. And then I will set it on the end table beside me while I'm watching something stupid. And then I will realize I need to go to bed. And I will look to my 
right and see a full, uh, you know, cocktail. And I'll go, yeah, I'm not drinking that. Yeah. Because I'm, because I'm already drunk. I have never thought, you know what? I'm putting that up my butt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rachel, I'm going to come here. Check this out. Yeah, <laughs> like, see what I'm about to do. Do we have was, any uh, icing climate <laughs> bags? Yeah, that was never my go-to. Like, yeah, like, I was I like, wanna... I don't want to drink that. So I'm going to put it just, in my butt. It's so ridiculous because not, I mean, I, I don't know if I just wasn't going to the cool kid parties or what. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. never once was this suggested. Never was it <laughs> yeah. something any, I heard of anybody doing. Like, I knew it was yeah. a thing, but never once all through college did I ever encounter this. But somehow Somebody the Supreme Court of the United something. States had this come up. It yeah. is eerie. That's awesome. All right. So, uh, my, uh, this week in awesome, and I'm sure you've heard this, I'm sure you've seen this, is that the Banksy uh, art sale self-destructs as soon as it's sold. Do you see this? Uh, I saw the headline, but I don't have the deets. All right. So, apparently Banksy, who is the, uh, you know, the uh, graffiti artist in London who has come to pretty famous a lot of, yeah pretty famous and i'm actually really I, I looked this up i thought they knew who he was by now but they don't know who he is like how in the fuck like some of these murals are big like how in the fuck does somebody do that in this day and age and not get like at least noticed especially if you know somebody in london is doing this like if you know there's a there's an artist that's doing this shit on walls I, i'm watching you google it and they still don't know who he is mm-hmm. but I'm I'm uh, I was just fascinated that they still don't know who this guy is. I I figured he would have been caught by now. Like somebody had taken a picture of him doing one of the murals. I don't know how he does it. Whatever. Apparently he uh, one of his paintings. I'm sorry, one of his artworks, which is a little girl letting a, letting go of a heart shaped balloon, which yeah. is very iconic of him. Yeah, it's classic. <laughs> yeah, it's very classic of his. Was sold for one point one one point four million dollars. You know, there's different articles to say it. But the second they bang the gavel to sell it, a hidden shredder in the frame shredded about three-fourths of the, of the image. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was great. And then just today I learned that he did this years ago. Like, that shredder has been in the frame for years. Like, this thing has been passed around for a while. Like, I, now, now I have so many other questions. Like, what kind of battery did he put in it? Like, how did he trigger it? Like... There's there's uh there's people that think that he was accosted uh, by security as he was trying to leave, but he was in the room and triggered it like, but a piece of paper that he had put a little girl releasing a um, heart shaped balloon sold for let's say one point four million dollars, and the second they banged the gavel on the auction, he was in the room and triggered a uh, shredder in the bottom of the frame and shredded the the. Uh, Shredded, shredded the artwork. And it's just, it's so fucking hilarious that A, somebody paid $1.4 million for a piece of paper that had that on it, and B, that he was ready to shred the fuck out of it right there. I am watching the video for this that I guess Banksy posted. Yeah. All of him putting the shredder in yeah, it? Yeah, and I, I, that is some, that is, I, I, I did not... I was not aware of this, and I, I saw the headline. It's like that's got to be some play of words, but it is literally destroying no, itself. No, there is literally a shredder in the bottom of the frame. The, if you if you look at the image uh, images online, you'll see the, the frame of the artwork is like two or three inches thick. So there's a lot of play there, 
and he put literally put a shredder in the bottom of the uh, the frame, and they've apparently had this for a while, like the, had the artwork for a couple of years, and he was just waiting for it to go up for auction, like. Now, now, see, my, my thought is, like, what kind of lithium battery you got in there? Like, the, I'm a nerd. I think like that. So, but, like, he was apparently in the room, and as soon as I banged the gavel, he triggered it. And that's just fucking awesome. I mean, I have so many questions, so. Oh, yeah, so do I. But from, he's from not going to sit down. From a logistic standpoint, like, okay, so it had, it had a battery. How big is the battery? Like, unless... Uh, or it if looks went, like maybe it's like went, a, it has to be plugged in and lit up. I don't know. Like, how is how does that work? Like, that's there's so much. I have so see, many fucking questions. Yeah. About see, this. that's your that's your easy out. Like, if you if you if you make sure that the frame has to be lit, then it has to be plugged in. Well, cause that's you look, your easy out. If you look at it, it looks like the part that's like after they stop the, the shred, it's shredded half of it. The part that's still inside the frame and looks illuminated from behind. That'd be fine, yeah. And and I'm guessing like where and I also want to know where this thing came from. Like, how did somebody get this physical? Because the article here is talking about it appeared on the street in 2002, and the version that was rendered that was sold uh, Friday was uh, rendered in 2006. Signed, yeah. dedicated on the back. So did he just like give it to somebody, and it's been floating I'm... around since 2006? I think what he did was just leave it out or have somebody place it or, you know, somebody, somebody place it and like, Hey, I Damn, found this that one. Is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's, it's like actually a lot of fun. Oh, that's so good. And that's kind of so. like anyone that says like, well, he sold out. He said that, but yeah, whatever. Shred. <laughs> Suck it. Nerds. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and the funny, the funnier thing is, is that like the, you know, the auction house has said that when a item is destroyed, um, when an item is destroyed between the sale and delivery to the, the participant, uh, you know, whoever bought it, um, it's usually, the auction is usually canceled, but they're not really sure if it's canceled at this point because they, they pulled it off the wall and took it in the back. So like, if I was the person that paid $1.4 million, like I I'd have the most canceled. Well, no, I would say, well, actually, no, what I would do is I would, I would, I would want that back and I would take that, that paper out and I would frame it differently, like shredded from halfway down. Like nobody else has that. Like that, That's that would be a good point. And then just resell yeah. it in your own frame. Yeah. Right. Sell like, frame you, itself. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Like you just like, you have the most unique piece of art in the last, oh God, I don't know anything about art, but let's say 50 years, whatever, you know. Yeah, I would, I would say, I, I would, if I was the one that paid $1.4 million for it, and I was in the room, I'd be like, no, motherfuckers, keep I that, that's it. mine. It's yeah. Or you just, because you know how at the end of the video, it shows it's like half of it shredded and half it's not, frame right. and all. You take oh, yeah, the yeah. entire thing untouched and put it inside of a larger glass case and yes. sell it as a whole unit. Yeah. Yeah, put it in a Faraday cool cage so nobody will fuck with it anymore, I guess. Maybe yeah. That's how you yeah, do it. Totally. Don't plug it in. Yeah, don't plug it in anything. All right. We've been going for a while now. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. So um, as we said, I know Jesus Christ, it's fun. Um, so uh, when and you know, like that that's a funny thing. Like we'll just keep talking, I guess. But uh, a lot of the podcasts we've been listening to, or I've been listening to, started out at like fifty minutes, and now they're running into an hour and a half. Have you noticed that? Uh, because like, because you can yeah. just pause. You can pause it whenever. So why the fuck do you care how long it is, right? 
Yeah, that's a good point. I, I mean, that's, I, I often do that. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm like watching this video over and over again. I'm oh, fascinated. You're fine. You're fine. Um, no, but it's, yeah, it's no, a thing. I mean, like, it's a podcast. So you can finish it. Like, I do that often. Like, podcasts are two and a half hours. I'm like, okay, I'll we'll listen to an hour, pause it, and come back yeah, later. It's yeah, just like switching okay. episodes on a show. Yeah. All right. So, as we've said, uh, this is uh, this is the Woodcast. Uh, we are transitioning from the Purple Report. If you listen to that, we hope you like listening to this. Um, we have rambled on about a lot of shit today, but we hope you like it. Um, in the future, it will it will Shay and I will be the core of this podcast. We're hoping to have a what I like to call a rotating uh, rogues gallery of asshats that will come on with us uh, and talk about a lot of things that hopefully they're not qualified to discuss. Yeah, um, I, that, I don't want an expert on here. There's no fun yeah, in that. Yeah, there's no fun in that. Uh, we'll beat that guy up. Um, Fucking nerd. <laughs> we hope you like this. We love doing it. We really do. Like Shane, I said, like at worst case scenario, Shane and I get to shoot the shit for a couple hours, an hour, an hour and a half, whatever, um, and we don't get to see each other that often. So if you enjoy listening to us shoot the shit, we are happy to uh, keep putting up these podcasts, and we hope that. Uh, if um, we have on uh, other guests and people of expertise that maybe have some you know, purveyors of law that could uh, give some insight that you enjoy as well. If there's something that you want us to talk about, have any questions or comments, hit us up at thewoodscast1776 at gmail.com. Fuck Alex Jones and all his shit. Um, you can also hit us up. Um, you can find us on iTunes and Google Play under The Woodscast. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. Where's our Facebook? What the fuck is our Facebook? Facebook, it's at Woodscast1776. You can find us at Twitter at the Woodscast. I'm sorry, at Woodscast the. And am I missing something, Shay? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, so we got Google, Twitter, Google Play, iTunes, um, SoundCloud. You can find us on SoundCloud at the Woodscast. And also on YouTube. Forgot those two. All right. So we will throw these out either Saturday. Uh, we're going to record Saturday or Sunday. I'm um, sorry. Sunday or Monday, uh, depending on our schedules. And we hope you um, enjoy listening because, as I said, we love doing it and we uh, hope to keep it going. Shay, say goodbye to the nice people. Later, people. I'm